to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 51. Wow, that seems weird. 51. Wow. Yeah, man. Right? Wow. I'm, I'm here, exhausted uh, from 50. Right, right. No <laughs> shit. And I'll tell you what, this is the second recording I've had today. I recorded with Duncan a couple hours earlier. Donuts? The under... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I recorded four Dunkin' Donuts. I'm their new spokesperson. I'm leaving the show, <laughs> and I'm on a new podcast only about donuts. Duncan versus Tim. You look like you've been eating them. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by uh, Christian's Damn. sock filter, I think he was recording for Krispy Kreme earlier. <laughs> oh. Ooh, man, we're all here. I'm Dave Z. I'm here with the MVC. Most valuable Christian, because he's the fucking man. <laughs> and the jaded one, Mr. Brandon. The jaded one. I you am are. jaded. I really am. I'm jaded. I start out watching every movie now. I'm angry. The opening credits come on. I'm like, fuck you, opening credits. <laughs> really? You're doing the Jeremy? You're folding Oh, I'm, 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 Fold I'm worse than Jeremy. I'm worse than Jeremy. I'm just, I'm just angry. I'm, 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 I'm even handling the discs so angry. Why? This I'm is a Christmas show. You should be feeling that yeah. Christmas spirit. I'm a Jew. Even you. <laughs> Brandon's nuts roasting fuck, on fuck an open Chris. fire. <laughs> Santa Jack Claus Frost. is coming on Christian's chin. Jack Frost <laughs> nipping on your balls. <laughs> did you yeah. ever have? Did you have the uh, Tales from the Crypt soundtrack? The Christmas soundtrack. Oh, where he raps, kind of. I don't know. I don't remember all the songs, but all I remember was one of the songs was "We Wish You'd Bury the Misses," <laughs> <laughs> and it went, "We wish you'd bury the misses. We wish you'd bury the misses. We wish you'd bury the misses. She's been dead a whole year." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that song, but I, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, I gotta bring that up on the show. You should have played it. You should have looked it up. Go Is on it on Apple show. Music? <laughs> right? Or just... it's gotta be. It might be. I bet the whole album is. I mean, shit. They, you can get. You can get freaking. What do you call it? Joe Pesci singing freaking Christmas carols on it. You can listen to disposable yeah. arts online. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> why are you taking a shot at poor movies? Why don't you sing? Why don't you sing a Christmas song, Dave? And then we'll have Joe Pesci singing. All right, Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> something, something. I forgot how it goes, but the big fat bastard. I don't know. <laughs> I forgot how it goes. You Jew bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you Jew motherfucker, you. Don't you ever go over my head again. <laughs> yes, this is, this is a got. horror podcast. This is the Exploding Heads, and we're talking Christmas. Oh. Wasting our time. <laughs> okay, That's, how about this? It's what I do. Santa works all day in his workshop, making a lot of games and toys. Then one day he hops in his sleigh to bring them to the girls and boys. Santa's just as nice as he could be. There's just one fucking thing that worries me. <laughs> if it doesn't snow on Christmas, how's fat ass gonna use that sleigh? 
In case of rain, would there be a train that'll speed him on his way? If it doesn't snow this Christmas, how's that ass get around to us? Oh my Say Lord. he breaks down on his way to town, would they let him use a bus? Okay. <laughs> Thank God he stuck to acting. Is that from Home Alone? What, what possessed him to release this song? I don't know. But I totally stole it from Banana Weezer. Oh, that's like Eddie Murphy singing Boogie in the Butt. <laughs> yeah, but Eddie Murphy did have a great song. Your favorite My Saturday night activity. Party all the time. Party all the time. That's a great fucking song. Come on, man. Are you kidding Chris, me? Christian rocks oh. after that while he boogies in other men's butts. <laughs> that's his other song. He had two songs. Party all the time and Boogie in the Butt. What was Bruce Willis's really? song? Oh, yeah. Bruce Willis did have a hit. Oh, man. What was it called? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Cliffhanger. <laughs> cliffhanger. We're going to return, return of... that back. Yes. Uh, Sylvester the return Stallone of cliffhanger. The return, the return of Cliff. Of... <laughs> <laughs> let's give him another reason to listen to the year-end show. Cliffhanger. For Mr. Bruce Hanger, Bruce. over here, please. Mr. Hanger. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Ooh, these oh, jokes this... are at an all-time low. Fucking brutes. Well... <laughs> How about that? 2017 and two brand new, well, not brand new, but one brand new and one kind of new Christmas yeah. movies. You know? And I actually watched another that was uh, recommended to us that I guess technically got a release this year, even though it was made, I think, like two or three years ago. What? Called Follow. Oh, oh I heard of this. Somebody recommended it, and I just checked that out on Prime, and that was also Christmas-themed, so... Three Christmas movies I've checked out in the last week. Yeah. Well, so did I. Oh. One of mine's on a triple R, but we'll get to it. Get to it. Yeah. Uh-oh. So that's what we're going <laughs> to do. Little triple R's, two Christmas movies, a couple emails, have some fun, and then we'll be out. Oh, we did have a vote on Patreon, by the way. <laughs> it went over like a fucking a Led Zeppelin. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> man, oh, man. Freaking. Was we got before? three responses. What's that? Led Zeppelin one. 4? Yeah. Hey, hey. No, I went over like Led Zeppelin uh, in through the outdoor. That that would be more like it, you know? Right in sex life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just broke up. It was perfect. He couldn't get his oh, rebuttal in. Nice. Wait, that broke up? Fuck <laughs> you. I said it went over like your solo cast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad it broke up. It was like fate. It was God perfect. God damn it. <laughs> That's funny because... Brandon hasn't broke up at all. Christian's been the one with the trouble, and all of a sudden, fucking, he gets yeah. shut down. Perfect. Even the even the mic didn't want to hear that. <laughs> In through the outdoor, it was too good. It was too good not to, you know. So yeah, what were we saying? <laughs> we got some stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, we so. lost our train of thought already. I don't all even right. know. Oh, the vote on Patreon didn't go anywhere. Patreon vote. Oh yeah, didn't get over. Freaking, we got three responses. And two of the three were movies that we already covered. Somebody said Rear Exports, and somebody said um, some, uh, uh, To All a Good Night, both which we discussed last year. Last Christmas. Yeah, yeah. We're, and then we're, we're really thankful that the people supporting us financially are really <laughs> listening to the show. <laughs> Just keep giving us your money. <laughs> your hard-earned money. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you don't, and want if you're to- not. Please start giving us your hard-earned money. <laughs> well, yeah, let, let's there Segway. are up. Let's talk about it. Let's get it out of the way then. Fine. You want to you want to contribute? <laughs> why contribute? Well, I'll tell you why. Early access to all episodes, which we've been doing, which has been cool. Bonus content. You can be entered into drawings. 
that are only for Patreon listeners and the opportunity to, to choose what we watch and review. You can even pick a whole show, etc., etc. So that's Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Exploding Heads. Check us out. We're going to be blowing up on there, man. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely making sure we're putting out at least two things a month. <laughs> Straight up on Patreon. I don't care if I got to sit down myself twice and put out videos. I'll do it, man. I'm putting so. out left and center. I want to do, I said I was going to do it on the 50 show and I'm going to do it again. I am going to release a video. Uh, shut up, Brandon, because I know he's just writing to rebuttal. <laughs> you just know. I have nothing. I have he's nothing. Ready to come back in. I'm coming in. I'm going to do that video of my top 50 taking away all the franchise films. Oh, so like your top three? No, I'm going to do it. No. The opposite. The opposite. It'll be his top 70 minus, you know what I mean? No, what, I once again, this. math is a strong point. No, it's making a point because if he took out all his franchise films, he's got what? Two films? Take out all seven prom nights he had on there. All 15 Fridays he had on there. Asshole lips. That means. Asshole. Asshole. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> you get to enunciate. Asshole. You sound like that kid in fucking Meet the Fockers. Asshole, right? It was supposed to be from Dice Episode 2 with uh, Adrian Brody. Oh, how many times do you think I watched that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You didn't watch Season 2, did you? No, I don't have the Showtime thing anymore. I'm in dire straits. We need Patreon supporters. I'm in dire straits. (laughs) I can't even watch TV. can't watch Dice Season (laughs) 2. Oh, shit. But what a show. We gave early access to Episode 50, and in another 10 hours... It will drop. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about this. I actually do feel, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, I think people are going to relate to my list the most. Really? <laughs> I, I was looking back at your list, and man, it's fucking brutal. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember nothing. I'm saving it tomorrow because I want to listen back. I think Dave Z wins the list battle automatically because of the Dave Z Nation. But to be honest, like, That's not, not because I'm me. But I really think that mine is far superior. It's it, it won't know. because okay. you I'll, just I'll said tell you Charlene. why. I'll tell you why. Because although we all had Maniac remake on the list, we oh, all had it on the <laughs> list. No one's going to agree that it's number one yet. They're going to agree it's a fantastic movie, and maybe not everybody, but most people will. But the yeah, fact I that you put that, it number one lose, makes you I lose. I think I'll lose people with my number one. Yeah, man, what a film! Fuck, it's so good. Dave does a have a lot film. of the. Uh, the, the usual suspects that I left off. Like, I thought for sure I'm going to take the kicking because I didn't have House and Sorority Row, Terror Train. Those I didn't two, have Terror Train either. I didn't have Terror Train. It was an honorable mention. We all, we None of us all. had Graduation Day. Or I Mad had, Man. I, I had House on Sorority Row in the 40s. Yeah, I didn't have Mad Man either. That was like right. probably 55 or something on my list. I was the only one that had the balls to put Prom Night 4 on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was up. a joke. I, yeah, still think it's a joke. <laughs> I cannot I wait to watch think... it. I have the Blu-ray and it's on freaking Prime now, I believe. I'm totally watching this movie. I'm excited about I'm it. I'm watching it it's again. It'll be the number because... one of this year for you. Imagine that. <laughs> it did just show up on Prime this year. So it so, counts. Yeah, that, it we're counts. counting anything. If it just showed up now, we're counting Ghost Watch from 1992 because <laughs> it just showed up on Prime now. No, we're not doing that. It has to be something, you know, in, in recently, like three, four, five years old max. That yeah. just comes here now to be eligible, but that's a whole other thing, and that we're not gonna gonna get into a whole JP conversation about what counts and what doesn't <laughs> next year. What is going on with this connection again tonight? Now he's breaking up. Some I'm breaking up again. Left, yep. right, and sent. 
Was it a joke? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. Saying, I love it. I love it. Skype no, is against I was you. Props to Christian that uh, the Intruder has a chance to be the best picture of the year, and Mickey Rooney could win Best Actor this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! The Intruder. Oh, exactly. Nice. Oh man. Okay, let's let's get into something. Let's get into some show stuff, shall we? Um, Do it. We have some emails here that, uh, well. They came in a little while ago. One got skipped on the two-year anniversary. It was uh, I deleted it by accident. But luckily, I had the foresight. As I listened back, I was like, wait a minute. Kyle sent an email. What What the hell happened here? I know he sent it because I remember the shit that comes in. Kyle so. laugh? <laughs> yes. And you know what I did? I deleted Kyle laughs <laughs> promo because the podcast doesn't exist anymore. So when I deleted that email, I thought that, you know what I'm saying? There was, I deleted it thinking it was the podcast promo. Don't, I don't want to hear a joke about delete all. <laughs> no, no. I was going to say thank you, Kyle, for the canceling of the podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kyle hasn't said anything. So he either hasn't listened or he forgot. Probably forgot because nobody remembers shit. That's what I keep telling these guys. No one's even going to remember we did show 50. All right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let me let me get into that one first because it was really nice. Okay, this is from Kyle Laugh. <laughs> Good day, gentlemen. Kyle Laugh here, formerly from the Laughing Horror Podcast, and now a film reviewer for LongLiveTheVoid.com. I was dead set on calling you guys, but like a dumbass, I left my phone charger at work over the weekend, so I'm stuck relying on the ancient art of letter writing. So I will try to keep this as short as I can. <laughs> Two fucking years, and you guys still have not missed a beat. This is a massive accomplishment in not only the podcasting world, but having the drive and passion to keep something going like this in everyday life is just fantastic, and I tip my hat to all three of you. Thank you. Thanks, Kyle. That's awesome. Thank you, Kyle. I'm incredibly proud of what you've all accomplished here and have to say that the show is constantly getting better as time goes on and that all your insights toward the different films you go over tend to assist in opening my eyes to various aspects of the films in question and typically help me in gaining a deeper respect for the subject at hand. Okay. And while I'm doing this anyways, I have to give props to Dave for his behind-the-scenes efforts when it comes to promoting and finding new ways to build the show, as well as his ability and selflessness in helping others with the podcasting and horror communities who are either trying to build their own show or are looking for some insight on a project or a personal review. Thank you. Uh, cheers to the next year and looking forward to everything you guys have to talk about. Kyle laugh. Oh, man. Boom. Wow. Awesome. I hey. think you wrote the second half, but the first half. Yeah, was awesome. I swear <laughs> I did. <laughs> hey, I know you're Founding member of the Dave Z Nation. <laughs> well, not, well, because he, he knows other podcasters. His podcast included former and this and that. And I do try to, to share them and, and mention them on the show and vice versa. But, you know. I'm not going to say it's selfless. The way, here's how I look at it. I'm not going to take props on it because all it really is is smart marketing. You know what I mean? I feel that if I share them, they will share us. And what, what, what's wrong with that? Okay. You know? Yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. It's networking. It's getting out there. It's spreading the word, hoping that the other people that you promote have good hearts like yourself and, and like, you know, like we do, and they'll do the same thing for us. So, you know, I don't want to take too much credit. I'm just... I'm surprised more people don't do it, honestly. I just think that other hosts don't think about it, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Thank you, I think you're a saint. Uh, I'm not a saint. I'm all right. I'm a sinner. (laughs) (laughs) 
not like Anton LaVey over there, but uh, I still do a measure of sinning. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Christian looks like Anton LaVey tonight, everybody. What? <laughs> I do? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, he's in a dark room. Read, read my book. <laughs> <laughs> Read my book. Nice. Bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so let's move on to... Uh, here's an old one. We have we forgot to do this. We did part one. We said Cordell? we were going to do part Yes. Yeah, I knew it. Yep. Give him hell. Cordell. Hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on. Just let me prepare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm teasing Cordell. I'm waiting. And he's going to send his 50 slashers, he said, too. Cordell! <laughs> it's like, Cop, is that you? Maniac uh, Cop? I hope everybody sends in their top 50 slashers. I'll do it now. Well, no. We can I'll shred them. I'll do <laughs> We're going to shred them live on episode 52 on a Facebook Live segment. What'd you say about Shredder? <laughs> okay, let me get on to this. Now, for my favorite VHS arts. Number 20, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I love its take on The Breakfast Club and the tagline, The Buzz is Back. You gotta love that. It is funny. Yeah, it is. It's good stuff. Nineteen Jason. Why does Brandon love it? Because he says he's hot and cold in that movie. Oh, he is hot and cold on it. What'd you rate it when we did it, Brandon? I think a seven, seven and a half. Seven. Well, that's respectable. Okay. All right. It's a little bit hot. Nineteen. <laughs> Jason takes Manhattan. Jason and his knife looming over the New York skyline. Enough said. Eh, it is, it I like cool. the "I Love New York" poster that got banned. That's great. I will have that poster hanging up. Well, after I buy my house, that's a fact. I'm definitely having that. Cause that's I prefer the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, who took it better? Exactly. <laughs> Christian took it better than the anus. <laughs> nice. I was setting up one of you two. I was hoping one of you two were going to. I was going to take it. It's just too easy. Out of the park. <laughs> I let him have that one. <laughs> Number 18, <clears throat> Halloween 5. That's all it says. It's Halloween 5. Halloween 5. Okay, Cordell, I got to disagree with you here. Halloween 5 is the most cheap jack out of all the Halloween arts because literally they just lifted the Halloween 4 Michael Myers poster and slapped on uh, Jamie on the front. Or... Yeah, they took off the house. They took yeah. off the house, the reflection in the knife yeah. of Jamie in the corn suit. I can't believe That's... we're only one episode after the big slasher show and we're still talking Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never end. <laughs> no, so I, I disagree with that one. But hey, to each his own. Whatever, yeah, whatever. That's, that's okay. 17, Hellraiser. Seriously, that guy scared the shit out of me. 16, Return of the Living Dead. Not a zombie fan, but one has to admit the cover art was cool as fuck. Beautiful. Yes. I agree. I think we all had that one. Wholeheartedly. Right? Whole, not half-heartedly, yes. Uh, 15. Brandon's ears perked up. Holes, <laughs> <Holes>, where? <laughs> Let me film. Fright Night. Oh, again, Fright Night's amazing. Let me film. I've never seen this movie, but I can tell you he never saw it either. Another guy that skipped it. Well, I can tell it you that it came out last year, right? Yes, it did, two years ago. I can only tell you that the VHS cover made me not want to see it. I knew I would not survive the viewing, or at my, or at best, my sleep would be non-existent. Wow. No, so you need to do yourself a favor and see Fright Night. It's fantastic. Yeah, watch it. I liked it. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have the experience that the people saw watching it growing up. I, I've elaborated on this before. I think it's a movie that you have to see growing up. It's not a diss. There's nothing wrong with nostalgia. Member Berries is playing on your nostalgia when it's, Mem- it's different. Mem- member Berries are Dave's second favorite berry after Dingleberries. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got the whole thing wrong here. Member Berries are not... Nostalgia. Nostalgia is 
Fright Night. You watched Fright Night when you were young, okay? It's nostalgic for you. Member berries are when something comes out in the present day and they tickle your fucking ass with a feather, you know, <laughs> trying to gain cheap nostalgia. That's what member berries are. Usually you have to pay extra for that, so I love member <laughs> berries. <laughs> That's the difference. It can't be something old. Only new shit can be member berries. But anyway, okay. 14, Saturday Night, Deadly Night. I love the image of Santa holding a bloody ass coming from the chimney. Yeah, fuck. Good one. It's awesome. Chim- chimney or chimney? Chimney cricket. <laughs> chimney, chim, chimney. Yeah. <laughs> How do you say it, Christian? Chimney. Chimney? Well, and I say with three he... syllables? <laughs> yeah, Christian actually says it normal. I say it wrong? Chimney? Chimney. I <laughs> <laughs> your fat ass down the chimney. <laughs> the chimney. I don't fucking know. I just fat ass get down the chimney. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I remember seeing that cover while my dad bought a VHS copy and ran out of the room when he went to turn it on. No, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I read that wrong. <laughs> Wait a minute. I remember seeing that cover when my dad bought a VHS copy and ran from the room when he went to turn it on. Okay. Sally's eyes. That's exactly behind. the same. <laughs> when I said it, I pictured his dad running out of the- <laughs> I can't believe I bought this. <laughs> he threw it at the VHS and then ran out. <laughs> You're watching this alone, son. Be a man. <laughs> You see what I'm saying though? When you read it, it could be taken both ways, you know. So yeah, I another one. I of figured... <laughs> you, yeah, you, another one. You, you, my ears perked up. What is that? <laughs> Where can I buy one of these? Right. Let me read the whole thing. Oh, okay. Shit. I remember seeing that cover when my dad bought a VHS copy and ran from the room when he went to turn it on. <laughs> Sally's eyes <laughs> behind the menacing figure of Leatherface is a worthy art cover. That now time I heard it. Now that time See? it sounds like the father's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's, and I'm reading, reading it word for word. I'm just telling you, that's how I took it. <laughs> so there, Cornell, enjoy this. It's Disney. <laughs> it's, it's, God, I can't believe it. His father ran from the room. <laughs> See you in an hour and a half. I got chores to do. <laughs> okay. Oh, he ran from the room and never returned. <laughs> I'm going oh. out to get cigarettes. Oh, shit. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, he never came back. Right, that was it. Oh, <laughs> okay, 12. House. It's a creepy cover art, but that tagline is awesome. Ding dong, you're dead. Yeah. It is a good one. It, did they it also is. have There Goes the Neighborhood? No, no, no. Wasn't that the tagline for Prom Night 4? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. The tag, I, I forgot. The tagline for Prom Night 4 was Prom Night 4, fuck this movie. <laughs> at this point, like, I mean, we're going, we just recorded, but I mean, at this point, there's going to be such a response for Prom Night 4, it's going to be a newfound classic. Christian, really? I, know, I know for a fact you're finishing third on the list. No. Of best lists, without a doubt. <laughs> No. Without a doubt. I'm I'm calling it now. Dave won, me too, you three. I'm psyched. I'm, I can't wait to figure this out. Wow. <laughs> you I'm have gonna... to rewatch Prom Night 4 
to appreciate prom night. <laughs> he put all his head into that one. Yeah. <laughs> all his head, yeah. <laughs> As he's blowing it, prom night. Oh, four, it's a yeah. laugh a minute tonight with you two. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. I seriously, January first, two thousand eighteen. That's the first thing I'm watching is prom night four. I have to rewatch it because I don't know. Maybe I watched the wrong movie. You watched three. I like three. Oh, you're fucked up. Okay, was it on your list? Prom night three. No. Okay. No. Well, God, one made it off the list. I can't believe it. Okay. Prom Night. Who knew it was such a strong franchise? Speaking of fuck this movie, that was the rating. I forgot to tell you guys. No, I forgot to tell you guys. I gave that rating today on Duncan's show because he's doing the, the Sleepaway Camp. I didn't tell you guys the story. Duncan's doing the Sleepaway Camp franchise, okay? And he's doing having a guest host for each episode. So he puts up this thing uh, a few weeks ago, and it says, I'm covering um, Sleepaway Camp. It's going to be a host roulette. We're gonna. You can put your name in the hat, and whatever you know comes up is the movie you get to pick. So, I noticed that he only has four movies there. Oh, he's not doing the Survivor. Sleepaway Camp. No, this is what. This is how I got fucked. Listen, he says Sleepaway Camp one, two, three, and Return. and four of the Survivor. No, and oh, four of the Survivor. Four of the but Survivor. He, he neglected to mention that there's Return to Sleepaway Camp. So me, I speak up. I say, hold on a minute. You know, there's really five films in this franchise, right? You got, you forgot about Return. So he goes, oh, oh shit, okay. He goes, okay, well, now I need, now I need a fifth host. So I said, Duncan, I'll do it. That's fine. So what do you think happens? <laughs> I get selected for fucking Sleepaway Camp Four: The Survivor. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's never seen it. He the, knows well, the, nothing. The, the Hall of Fame, the only one that's officially in, isn't it? And, and I said that on the show and everything else, and it got a rating of fuck this movie, and <laughs> yes, that's what happened. But And I told him on the show, I said, Duncan, if you just would have said one, two, three, and return, I would not have held up my hand in the back of the class and said you forgot one, because fuck that No, movie. no, you know? that, that shouldn't even count. Yeah. Well, but I don't anyway, think it does. It's, unoffic- it's really unofficial. I don't understand how they got away with it. How? Felicia, How Rose, he... Felicia Rose, like, scoffed when we were talking to her about it. Like, she said, like, yeah, I really, she goes, I haven't even seen it. I don't even know anything about it, really. But, How does it happen? Isn't know. it drive you nuts? And it's sold for, like, 25 bucks on <laughs> Now, dude, it's, like, 60 bucks because it's fucking rare and out of print. You can but buy the first three movies. It literally is someone filming a girl in a dock who's posing with bad voiceover and then just editing the footage from the first three movies. That's it. I know. I know. Yep. But anyway, I went off topic, but I had to tell you guys what happened because it's it was too funny not to share. Brandon's so favorite franchise. Yeah. Oh, that fucking thing. Anyway, okay. Number eleven, Halloween two. That pumpkin with a skull is something I want. Yeah. I mean, it's a fucking great cover. We all know that. Uh, number ten, Creep Show. I've never watched Creep Show. Shame on you. <laughs> but the cover art cover art always caught my attention at the video store. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what, what was he doing at the video store? Just looking at cover arts? Did he yeah. ever rent the fucking movie? <laughs> yeah. He scared them. That's why they're on his list. Well, what did he wind up renting when he was at the video store? It's like, oh, I love horror movies, but they all scare me. Ernest scared Cordell? stupid. How about a bumper sandwich, booger lips? <laughs> Ernest scared stupid. Fuck fucking Ernest. By now he must be a greasy spot in the road. Where did he go? Fuck him. <laughs> anyway, Cordell, next email. Tell us what you did rent at the video store. How's that? They give you your next email. Your top... And, and watch Creep Show and Fright Night and tell us what you think. Yes, yeah. Good call. Thank you. Good call. Number nine, Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood. Wow. My mom had the VHS to this, and I had a weird fascination with the Crypt Keeper as a kid. 
So seeing the Crib Keeper between a woman's legs caught my attention. I don't recall. I don't even know what it looks like. Do you guys know? Yeah. Or do, it, do you? It has like the, I can bring it up, but it's, I think it's the Crib Keeper and it's just like a leg. I'm, I'm posing for you. So this is another visual oh, joke. Okay. Let me look at you. Okay. Like a leg, just like that. Like she's giving birth to the Crib Keeper. I think it's, it's supposed to be like the graduate, right? It's a graduate ripoff. Oh, it is the graduate. You're right. Good call. Yes, it is. Cool. Sort of. Kind of, sort yeah. of. Woulda. I, I think it is. Yeah, I, I really do think it is. Look it up as I'm reading. Okay. Mr. Cryptkeeper, you're trying to seduce me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did I don't know why I did that in the Hannibal Lecter voice. <laughs> okay, number eight, Dream Warriors. Arguably the best nightmare film with the best nightmare cover. Arguably. Arguably. Meaning yes. no. It does have a good cover. <laughs> it does have a good cover, and it is a great movie. But again, I think we said this last time, the cover is great, but all the people on the cover are not in the movie. It's the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah. Weird, Matter weird. of fact, all of them. That entire franchise is full of bad V. Not bad covers. Bad representations of the film that are that, that is in the cover. Seriously, all of them. That is not... The, the front of the box for V for, 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 the for part one, who is that? Is that supposed to be Nancy? Because it does not look like Nancy. It looks like a guy. Yeah, I think it is supposed to be Nancy. <laughs> Looks like a guy to me. I don't know who it is. Part two, that's a terrible freaking thing. That guy and that girl and the skull, it doesn't even make any sense. And look at three. It, it, it's cool looking. It's just, just a bad representation of the film. They got some guy there with a spiked bat and some fucking ball and some other thing. And I don't know, people aren't even in the film. But anyway, <laughs> I'm telling you. Freddy's not even in the film. <laughs> Freddy's razors are, that's about it. Seven, Scream. I've always liked this cover. I hate the ripoffs of it. Okay, I can well, see that. I, I like the close-up of the face. I don't even think that's been ripped off. But the ones that became the floating heads, because then that kind of introduced the floating head ones. But that close-up that I guess it's supposed to be a representation of Drew Barrymore. I don't actually think it was her. With the close-up of the eyes, with the hand across. It, it's great. Ex-floating yeah. heads. Full <laughs> 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 head that's... explosion. There is your best joke for the night. <laughs> Cease talking. And then he ruined Cease it with talk. the, he ruined Cease it. Talking. <laughs> Exploding heads was good, but then, then he ruined it with the slogan after. So yeah. he already took care of himself. So. What full head explosion? Explosion? Does that even exist? <laughs> explosion. <laughs> See what I mean? It doesn't work. Well, mama mia. Hey, it's what I give the ladies. Explosion, right? Full explosions. <laughs> All right. Six. Silence of the lambs. The moth is so creepy, I call it the Nazi moth because of its identity as the death's head moth. What? Where, what do you Brandon? think, Brandon? Yeah. Hey, Senator, <laughs> love your suit. <laughs> what, what, the what are you doing? Moth? Are you even listen, listening to what's being said? I'm quoting Silence of the Lambs. I love what that is, movie. What is the death's head suit or, 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 or moth or whatever the hell it is? What? <laughs> he's not listening. He's not listening. No, at all. I'm listening. I do just more Hannibal. I'll do my Clarice. You do more what, Hannibal. What is the Death's Head moth? Is that the type of moth? That rare moth? Yeah. That's how they tracked the them. Moss. Oh, the location of the moths. He was raising those moths in the house. They were flying around. Why is around. it called Death's Head? Because I've heard the, the term Death's Head only used in reference to Nazis before. Because there's a Twilight Zone episode. It was a German moth. Moth. Didn't you see on its left wing it had a little uh, swastika? (laughs) (laughs) This is going nowhere. I want to know where Paul and Annie are. This is going nowhere. All right. Well, okay. The Death Head Moth. Fair enough. (laughs) Number five. Death Head Moth. That's what it's called. Because I guess it looks like a skull. What does it have to do with with a Nazi? Cordell? (laughs) 
Tell us why it's a death said moth and what it has to do with Nazis in the next email. He said, uh, he said he could smell a cunt. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> W.C. Fields? What the fuck? That was Hannah retarded cousin. <laughs> he no, sounded like No, you're supposed to say, I... Like Mrs. Fields. Make me a cookie, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have no oh, idea what that is. This is off the rails. Like. This is like... The... It is. Already. Oh, my God. Whew. Okay, let's continue. Four. Or no, five. My Buddy Valentine. I love the VHS cover for this movie so much, I want to get a poster of it. The Miner with his eyes and the blood on his mask with the teenagers in his light. A great cover. I love yes. Miners. Yeah. <laughs> miners. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> okay, four. Halloween. Nothing is more appropriate than a hand holding a knife turning into a jack-o'-lantern. And it's an iconic image now. You see, yeah. nothing is more appropriate? Yes, <laughs> okay <laughs> i love it i'm just not sure if it's appropriate for, all, for halloween it is uh, a, a knife going into a pumpkin it's appropriate right okay yeah i guess <laughs> <laughs> okay uh number three psycho hmm interesting what is the official psycho vhs uh, <laughs> it's actually quite boring they, they've re-released it where it is like Isn't it just the house? anything from Marion Scream. It could be just the house. It was there's one that's just like her and Sam, Marion and Sam in like the hotel room. Like you know, old school versions of that. Like nothing. That's why there's I said Psycho Two is better because it actually uses yes. that sort of iconic shot of Norman standing in silhouette in front of the house. I think the one Cordell is talking about is Arbogast naked spread eagle with the Crypt Keeper crawling out of him. <laughs> could be, could be. No, the Death's Head is uh, the skull and crossbones uh, used on the Nazi uniform. They call it the Death's Head as well. Yeah. Thank there you. it is. Thank you, Cordell. I needed a reminder of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Manny. Oh, the man. only VHS I see a cycle is this with a. Oh, I'm holding it to the microphone instead of the camera. <laughs> idiot with the you know with the crack in, in the word psycho and maybe he's talking about the remake i don't know cordell let us know <laughs> poor bastard we got to make it right back with another fucking epic email okay <clears throat> number two leatherface tcm3 hmm. i love the chainsaw in this cover with the writing on it the saw is family yeah it's, it's cool yeah i like that cover too yeah yeah it's cool i'm not crazy about the film but yeah, yeah the film um is yeah ah yeah that is very 60s yeah. Very sick. I still like that one too. Yeah, so we're, showing, we're going through the Hitchcock psycho covers, and the old ones are very sick. <laughs> yeah, we're not even acknowledging what we're looking at. We're just Marion. But hey, it's Marion in a bra, which was probably nothing, not something you saw on a poster too often. And of course, Norman Bates with the infamous hand. I don't know if it's infamous, but it's famous. <laughs> Both of them are infamous now. <laughs> the one got stabbed in part two. <laughs> the infamous stabbed hand. And it's Ooh, great. Actually, this one says Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, and below it there's a quote that says, I'm Norma Bates! So who knew? <laughs> and it was right on the poster here. And number one, finally. Give it right Are away. You ready? Ready? Yep. Jason Lives. Whoa! <laughs> Everything about the cover for me is great. The hockey mask behind the headstone with light shining through it. I love it. So, there you go. And I like then it. then I put it on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then I looked into his eye and I and saw. And I ran out of the room looking for my dad, who had ran out <laughs> three hours earlier during Texas Chainsaw. Oh, 
And that's how you tie in to an earlier joke and create a bit. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Who was with that voice? I don't know. So that's my list, guys. Keep up the good work, and I'll be listening in again soon. Thank nice you, Cordell. That was Thanks, a, Cordell. It was long, but it was fun. Holy fuck. Whew. Okay, that's what she said. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh. here we go. This is from uh, Chad Moresh. First time uh, email. I got some cream for that rash. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Holy fuck! These jokes. Oh. These are the worst jokes ever. That's I think we're at an all time low. <laughs> Give me a second. It's so much to read that I'm, that I'm not going to read it off the phone. I'm going to read it off the computer. Segment suggestion. Hey guys, I've been listening to the show for about eight months and have been going back and slowly listening to the back catalog. Over that period, too. So I, yeah. So I'm almost all caught up. From listening to your show, I've tried to branch out into other ones, mainly from recommendation from you guys, but they don't have the same appeal. Can't stomach 22 shots because of Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just reading what it says. I thought that was a joke. (laughs) No, it was not. I'm just reading what it says. I'm sorry. (laughs) Welcome to the Hall of Fuckers, Chad. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Oh, fuck. Okay. Anywho, I have a suggestion that I think should be given some consideration. At one point about a year ago, JP began doing a show dedicated to the Vestron Collector series. He quit after three episodes, which is a damn shame. I think you guys should do a review on these releases as they come out. This is a pretty cool thing that Lionsgate is doing, and it needs us supporting it so we can continue to get more titles released. It would be cool if you went back and did the back catalog for these as well, but I'll leave that up to you. To me, it doesn't seem like too big of a deal to do a review every month or two when they are released. I know there are some shitty movies in there. Yeah, I'll say. But those are also fun to watch and make fun of afterwards. Seems like a cool idea, plus it may help with sales, and maybe more companies will jump on board and release their old B-movies. Question for my fellow Canadian. Buds or Habs? Americans never know what that means. Thanks for considering, Chad. First of all, Buds or Habs? I know a little bit here, being an American. You go first, then. I well, no, I only know half. I know Habs. I, I know the freaking the, the Montreal Canadiens yeah. are referred to as the Habs, the, the Habitants. That whole fucking... <laughs> what the fuck is Buds? It's not the Leafs. <laughs> it can't be the Leafs, because you call them the Leafs. Yeah, it is the Leafs. I know that. Shit. Well, nobody knows, so maybe <laughs> maybe it's a West Coast thing. I don't know where he's from. Maybe Moods could tell us. Maybe it's the Leafs. Maybe I'm just an idiot, and it is the Leafs. Usually, especially if you're in my, our area, it's like, uh, are you Leafs or are you Montreal? Like, a, you know, Habs or whatever. And, you know, there are some Habs fans, but most people are Toronto. You get Habs a few are, that are... Habs and Habs not, have not. Yeah, <laughs> jerseys I have not. The uh, and then, yeah, and then a few people are like Senator fans, like Ottawa, but mostly you're you're getting Toronto or Montreal. It's okay, just... well, forget it then. Let's go back to Vestron. You know, I, wish I mean, uh, now I was gonna say, uh, I mean, JP did stop that, but they've really quieted down with their releases of late. And and to be honest, even though he he came right out and said it, the, the releases have been less than stellar. Slaughter High, that was good. Uh, says you. <laughs> no, but the release was good, even if you don't like the film. There was no, that's special. true. They're, no, they're doing great jobs with the releases. That's why people are buying the releases, because Looks they're good. putting 
great special features, great picture quality, great audio quality from what I've heard. Heard, you know, stuff like the Wishmaster, the Gate, Parents, Waxwork One and Two. Yeah, and then there was what do you call it? The fucking Wishmaster series. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Return of the Living Dead Three was was really the only one I really wanted to get. I got that too. I, I like the... Waxwork One and Two. Yeah, that would be a I close like second. I, I would get. I'd like one. Yeah. I haven't watched two to be fair in years, and that's another one I have. I, as a matter of fact, I do have the Waxworks one and two, the Slaughter High, and the other. What, what's the other one I just said? I said I had another one. Damn, Waxwork. The, I said Waxwork, Slaughter High. There was one more I said I had. Either way, I don't know. I guess the only way it could be done, I suppose, during triple R's, maybe one of us, if we happen to have purchased it, we could do something like that, something different, and say yeah. We talked. We talked about shopping mall on the '86 show. Yeah, we did. Which was the first release. That was the first release they did. Now, why did he stop his show? Just because it was dwindling numbers? It was like Mood's other show? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are busting on disposable arts again. No, it's it's honestly because he, he starts a new podcast every other week. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not even man. sure if Vestron, have they even announced anything of recent for that line? I don't know. I don't know. We were actually looking through some of the potential titles for the future, and honestly... The best option they have of all the titles they have is Maximum Overdrive. Oof. That's how bad the library is that they have to choose from. They're doing a good job. Hey, I actually like Maximum Overdrive. I'd be happy if they released that. But what I'm saying is they're working with a weak library. So I don't know if uh, how much longer this line's going to continue. I hope it does. I mean, I know people are supporting it and it's doing well, but or was doing well anyway. But you I don't know. know. What? They released Class of 1999, I think, in the, the summer. And I love that movie. It's more sci-fi. Like yeah. But uh, Maximum Overdrive would be great if they could... It'd even be better if they could get like an uncut version of it or, yes. or reinstate the scenes if they exist. But and just to go back to the question, if it is Buds, if Buds are Maple Leafs, and I, I, I'm probably offending every Canadian here, then I'm always, I always go for the Leafs over the Habs just to put that question to rest. Next year, you know, after we take our break in January or whatever we're going to do, and then... Maybe when we do some triple R's, we can incorporate. Someone can just take it upon themselves, you know? Like, maybe I'll, I'll do that thing, the Vestron, and I'll talk about the, the Slaughter High. <laughs> the, the I'm, I'm, more than, I'm more than happy to <laughs> the start... <laughs> I'm more than happy to start talking about labels in general. Yeah, you can make it a thing doing your triple R's. If it doesn't have yeah. to... You know what I mean? Why not? A, a, lot of, a lot of the slashers I watched were releases from Scream Factory or other companies so might as well it doesn't hurt to just shout out the companies i agree i agree yeah we, we could do that why not we're gonna do just different stuff in the coming year because that's what we do yeah you know? so yeah Thanks. that's something to look into good idea okay yeah that is a good idea what the hell okay now now i have one more this is a voicemail i know it won't play tonight boys that's what he said he sent it on the night when we recorded the 50th episode and because he knew that we wouldn't be playing voicemails or emails or, you know, doing anything like that that night. So, but he sent it and it's from BC. So Bill Cosby. Black yeah. Christmas. <laughs> I like to put this into the drink. And it makes the women go, I'm over the movie. Nice. So this is our homie BC. That was my BC. <laughs> that was your great. That was a great BC. Exploding heads, guys. Hey, this is Bill Casanelli, BC from the Horror Mafia podcast. 
Never heard Christian, of it. Christian Dave. That was alphabetical, by the way, not favorites. I know that. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to say <laughs> congratulations for reaching a milestone. 50th anniversary episode. I know this is not going to play on the same day you're recording tonight, but I did want to give a heartfelt thank you to all of you. If it weren't for you guys, I would not be podcasting today. Now, I know some people would think that's Sorry, a- fans. But hey, fuck the haters. <laughs> you guys, nice. please have a great show tonight. I can't wait to hear it. As you know, Slasher is my favorite subgenre. And you boys certainly have a lot on your plate. Hey, Brandon, paper plate, right? <laughs> anyway, have a great show tonight, guys. I can't wait to hear the episode. Talk to you later. Bye. Uh, it's always great hearing from the other guy from the Horror Mafia podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, he hey. sounds better on our show than he does on theirs. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> oh. I mean, everybody sounds better with us. That's all. Hey. That, that, was, that was good old onion rings right there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't steal my joke. Hey. <laughs> it's a good joke. It's a good joke. It is a good joke. <laughs> And that is a good show, seriously. We shout, I think we shouted them out a couple of times. I did, man. No, it's, yeah. I, like, I, get, I get a kick. It's Joey just throws shit out there. I don't even know what he's saying half the time. Joey's great. But I buy it. Hook, line, sinker. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you, those are two rookies of the year right there in, fucking, in BC and Don, Freeze, and Ellie. Shit, they, they're pretty good. They got, they got right in there, and boom. I enjoy the hell out of that show. Yeah. No, it's a fun show. And thank you. We did have a good show, episode 50, if I do say so myself. Fucking right? epic. Epic. Oh. And BC, you'll be siding with my list, as we well know. We'll see about that. We awful, awful list. We will see. You awful. There's nothing <laughs> awful about 50 it. 50 of the worst slashers I've ever seen. You're, you're <laughs> dead wrong. Woo! Woo-wee! All right. I already know JP's going to side with me. I, I Trust me. I've got this. I know, I know I'm not winning this. I just know you're not either. No, I know we knew that fucking when we were recording. I'm like, this can't be for fucking real. (laughs) (laughs) My list couldn't be for real. (laughs) No, yours is fine, Dave. I'm talking about Beast. Yeah, his, I mean, Dave's has got to be for real. I mean, he started out with H2O. I mean, who's not considering H2O one of the greatest legends of all time? So right then and there, you know, we're off to a fucking banging start. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's H2O Roy. Good. Come on. <laughs> it's it's no prom night four, but it's it's out there. <laughs> it's no well, slayer. <laughs> it's true though, according to according to Christian, it really is not. It's it's true. He considers a, a prom night four to be better than Halloween H two O, and that that's his prerogative. That's right. That's okay. That's what it's all about. You know. So I want a new editor next season. I want a new drug. No, I, I do not. Kumo D was in Prom Night 4. Was he? No. Why do you Kumo sound D. like one of Bill Cosby's victims right now? Kumo <laughs> D was in Prom Night See, that won't resonate, so no one's going to know what you're talking about when they hear the playback. It's true. It's perfect. <laughs> Because you always make a comment about it, and it, you just sound stupid. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm editing going, yep. Oh, all I can do is laugh. That's all I can do. He laughed at my joke. I laugh at your expense and at the joke, so it's great. <laughs> I must laugh at the joke. <laughs> I laugh at all of it. It's great. Anyway, 
Let's take a quick break, come back, and do our, our first review. What do you say? Good. Oh, let's do it. See you on the flips. Hey, you like podcasts about food? Well, how about chains? Boy, howdy, are you in luck? <laughs> I'm Cootie. My name is X, and you might know us from the wildly successful Kiss the Goat podcast. But when we're not drinking fine white wine and helling Satan, we're watching animal attack movies. Holes in the ozone layer. Giant rodents. Packs of wild creatures roaming the streets in search of the most dangerous prey. Humanity. Join us and a special guest animal expert. I'm going to have your health inspector, Badge Grabowski. Hi, I'm Allison. <laughs> I've tried a lot of stuff. You never smashed an ant and smelled it? Every other Thursday on the food chain where nature runs amok and mankind is always on the menu. That's The Food Chain, exclusively on the Legion Podcast Network. Animal attack, bitches! Fuck yeah. (laughs) Okay, we're back. First movie, Once Upon a Time at Christmas from 2017. Hold on one sec, I just gotta take this little sip of eggnog. That's not eggnog. (laughs) 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 Oh, Brandon. That should be in a movie. That should be in a movie. That's not eggnog. Like, that's not cranberry sauce, you know? (laughs) I was drinking directly from the cow's udder. We don't have a cow. I'm going to go brush my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Okay, what do you got, B? You had to make up your own uh, dissertation. Not dissertation. Oh, no. Uh, Once Upon (laughs) a Time at Christmas. I'll let you go over the specs, but it is a brand new film from this year. In fact, it's actually not even out yet. It is directed by Paul Tanter, who was nice enough to send us over a screener. Thank you. And the storyline is Santa and Mrs. Claus unleash their murderous fury on the residents of a small, snowy town. Sleepy. Okay. They love using the term sleepy. Sleepy? Whenever there's a town in a movie, it's like the sleepy town of Woodridge. Woodridge, yeah, Woodridge, New York. Wow. Well, I'll I'll tell you this. This is coming out December 11th for the UK iTunes VOD release and December 12th in the U.S. on DVD, VOD, and iTunes. So, boom, there you go. 11th or the 12th, depending on where you are. And we, one of the fewest, fewest, we were one of the earliest people to see this film. And the fewest. And, well, yeah, how many people got to, right? We had a bank for it. No. I want to say something right off the bat. And so, it's something positive. I thought this film was very ambitious. Didn't I, you feel like they, they were going for a lot here? I'm not saying it's without its fault and without a few issues, but I felt like it was going for a lot here. And I, I commend that. Yeah. Well, I, I, no, no, no. Where, where I'm going with it is there's some good stuff here. But okay. I feel I feel like it's outweighed by my criticisms of the movie as well. There's some criticisms, but I like the whole idea. First of all, the setup of the story is it starts on December 14th and it's the 12 days of Christmas. And there's murders going on by this killer Santa and this killer Mrs. Claus each day leading up to ultimately what's going to happen on Christmas. That is cool. When we find it out. Very cool. The 12 days of Christmas thing is cool, yeah. Yes. I can't even... The Christmas... It's that eggnog or whatever you're drinking. That eggnog sticking to the back of my. (laughs) I okay. I like the twelve days of Christmas thing, and it took a while to. I don't know. I don't think. Did you guys catch on? Because I did not catch on until until he said something about the partridge and the pear. That's when it. That's when it struck me. Unless I'm a complete idiot. But earlier on in the film, I was wondering 
why the girl, uh, what's her name, Jennifer, right? Jennifer finds the thing and it says, see you on the 12th. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is this all about? What The 12th? What is this? It's got to be past the 12th of December. And then later on, I would say about, I don't know, 45 minutes into the film, the guy mentions the pear tree and the partridge, and then things un- unravel. Am I right or not? Well, it, I don't, we knew it was past the 12th of December because they give you the fucking time cards saying it's yeah. like December. Right, <laughs> I know. It started, on the, it started on the 14th. That's, I, that's what I'm saying. Why would it say the 12th? That's why I was confused in the beginning of the film. Like, what the hell is to see you on the 12th? It's a note I took before I knew what they oh, were what going. that note is because I didn't take that note. Yeah, dude. But the one thing I liked is I liked the fact that they started with those dates. They inserted that little, you know, like sign with the, with the date on it and it, you know, the Christmas music playing. But they kind of went away from it after the first week. They skipped a couple of days towards the end. It almost felt like it got a little sloppy at the end because I felt like we were going to get like 12 mini slasher stories almost. Oh, wow. Because it started well, out kind of like that. They, it no, starts they, out I thought they the did the, all the dates. The last well, they, one's all they, bloody. They, they skipped, yeah, but they skipped like twenty December twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth. Really? They didn't, sh- right. they didn't show the sign, is what I'm saying. Maybe well, the, all this happened before that. Well, we're jumping. We're also jumping away. I'll just say that I like the opening credit sequence. Yeah, I, dude. I, I thought it was really well done. I thought it was creepy. I use that term yeah. a lot, but it was creepy with a haunting version of Jingle Bells on the piano. Yeah. And dude. I thought I'm like, oh, good, we're in for something creep. Good, and it, it followed that opening sequence with. Harley Quinn, as I call her, because she looks right. like Harley Quinn, Mrs. Sant, Mrs. Claus. Harley Claus. Yeah, mm. Harley Claus, because she's wearing the skimpy. Like, if it's Mrs. Claus, it's in the naughty drawer because it's the skimpiest, like Mrs. Claus suit you've ever going to see. Harley Knower, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So, like, and- yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I like joke. what you say. I like the, the the production values. I think it looks good. Some of the snow falling shit looks good. I like when in certain movies when they have snow falling, it looks a certain way. And they, they pull that off here. I also like that there is... When do you ever see a Mr. and Mrs. Claus killer? I don't think it's ever been done. Mother Krampus. No, I don't Mother know. Mother That probably is a fucking I know that's movie, a movie that just, It's a movie that just came out. I noticed, but I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if there's a killer Mr. Claus in it, too. I'm conflicted on this. I actually was conflicted when watching this because there's some good stuff here, and you could tell that they were trying. Right. But like, and I said that I like, on the B, it was listed that this movie had a one million dollar budget, and that's considered low for like mainstream Hollywood. But I would consider that pretty decent for well, let's say a killer Santa movie. Bone Tomahawk had a one million dollar budget, and it looked like it was ten or twenty times as much the way that they used the budget and the production of it. I said, this one looks like they pocketed a little bit of the money. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to criticize. I'm not going to criticize the acting in this one compared to Bone Tomahawk. It's it's completely different. But I I wasn't disturbed by the acting in this film at all. I thought it was pretty decent. Maybe some of the characters, the way they reacted to certain situations, was a little off. But I liked the gore at the beginning. I thought it started off really good. I noticed that as the film went on, I thought the CGI became way more noticeable. I mean, yeah, I know they, I know they were using CGI, but towards the end, especially, I was like, I was like, oh, this is this is pretty brutal. And because they get to a part in the movie where there's like a group massacre scene, I'm a big fan of group massacre scenes. There's a ton of group massacre scenes. This movie well, is like one group massacre scene after another, which you're like, wow, this sounds intriguing, but it's not. They're not directed well. So, and then it's all CGI gore. So you're like, 
wow, what it ends up being is a bunch of missed potential, missed opportunity. Because you're like, if they just focused on that, and if they're trying to be more highbrow, they missed it by having the Harley Quinn, Killer Santa Claus, and that we're watching a Killer Santa Claus movie. Highbrow, you've got the story. I'll buy the story. I'll give credit to the story here. But they give us the just desserts in the kill sequences and the massacres because that's where they failed miserably. Yeah, I, 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 go ahead, Dave. No, no, I'm just saying the CGI blood thing is you've heard me criticize it here before. I'm not a fan, but especially when it's unnecessary because most of the when I think about a lot of the CGI blood, it's usually when an axe is hitting somebody. You could have been, they could have just left it at the axe hitting the guy. And there was already a cut in there that wasn't CG. You know, uh, there's yeah. already practical there. It could have just been it. It doesn't have to be a blood spurt of CG. Just I, as is. I wouldn't have even minded if it was a cutaway for, for some of this. Because even the bathroom scene, the CGI is noticeable, but the bathroom massacre scene, I thought it was really well done. I like the fact that they mixed it up with the bow and arrow, the axe, and she even, I think, yeah. she chokes one of the girls to death. I was like, oh, this is pretty brutal. But then towards the end, then it's just all axe and stuff, and, you know, the, the blood is birding everywhere and i'm like this just doesn't look good Too much. but i appreciate the fact that they wrote the cops in this well i i like the sheriff and his his right hand man i like the, the, the sergeant i thought they were well-written cops finally cops in films who aren't complete idiots they made the fbi agents idiots but they wrote the cops well true right, you yeah. know what and i don't usually like cops involved in my slashers but i was okay with them and it wasn't too, it was an overkill. I mean, and they were needed to figure out the whole twelve days. Yeah, it was, was really cool. clever. It really clever how they wrote the twelve days in. It, it was. They started to do a few throwaways in the middle there because you're like you're thinking, oh my god, they're gonna build up to all these victims, but then you're like, they're killing birds. They're killing six birds in one of them. They're killing. Seven. That was cool though. Yeah, no, the that was. Thing, but then it's they like, up to uh, it. <laughs> then it's like seven paper mache floating ducks or something. I'm like, all right, they're kind of. Oh, it's man. budgetary geese, issues or the something. Swans. Yeah, the swans. swans. The girl's name was Swan, wasn't it? I got to say a couple of things because you guys, I, I feel like this is going really positive. And I want to thank them for giving us a screener because, you know, we appreciate that. But there's too many problems with the movie. Like right now, I just feel like we went positive, 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 positive. You said you'd forgive the acting, Brandon. I thought I was watching this on 1.5 or 2 speed. The timing is off on almost everybody's delivery of, of dialogue in this movie. It seems so wooden. It seems so forced. Uh, like, Dave, I honestly said, like, am I, did I have this on, like, Dave uh, Z 1.5 speed? I'm like, nope, I'm watching it normal. And, I, and this is throughout the movie. It plagues the movie all the way through. The cop, the younger cop and the older cop are the best out yes. of the bunch. For oh, without sure. a doubt. I agree with and- you. Brandon? The mayor's the worst. <laughs> mayor sucks. The mayor was terrible. The mom was pretty that. bad too. The mom was pretty bad too. And there is one that? line. I said the mom was really bad. The what? Oh, oh would you, you leave him alone? Oh, yeah, I didn't say I'm defending you, yeah. you guy. Fuck That's what I get. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm defending. <laughs> I'm trying to defend the poor bastard. That's all. Like I mean, there are 15 <laughs> bodies dead. I think by the 50, 42 minute mark, they, they pack on the bodies here. You're like, I gotta see this movie. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to disappoint you with almost every kill. Oh, yeah. It's not a... a, a, a right. It's the, I'm a gorehound. It's, oh, yeah, forget about it's it. It's brutal. I mean, there's a couple it's inventive brutal. ideas, but the execution is nothing to write home about. They could, have, they could have saved it had they gone more low-budget kills, more hands-on. Practical, focused on them. Oh. 
Like, yeah. they don't even need weapons. Just let these two crazy motherfuckers start strangling and snapping necks. That would have been fine. Oh, when that girl gets the arrow in the eye in the washroom, it's disturbing. But then they follow it up with bad CG. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. It's disturbing, but it's not Saw 3 brain surgery disturbing, Dave. Uh, you, you, you can watch this. And then, but it, I'm just saying, it just felt like, I don't know if it was the director or if the editor here, but they had no focus or, or sense of pace. So although there's good story elements here and the movie kind of clicks along, there are some dull patches because we go back to the cops way too many times and some of those scenes go on long, but then it's not too long thereafter that you're back to the next massacre scene. So I did find him like, oh, I got this movie kind of like shifts gears too many times. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I agree. I wasn't bored by it though. I, I, no. don't, I don't think I could say I was bored by it either. I, I did write one line that I thought the sheriff said that was funny. And it was probably his worst delivered line, but I thought it was hilarious. I wrote it down. It goes, I'm just trying to catch this fucking guy. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote it down, but I wrote it down. And I said, I found that funny. I thought the well, funniest. I thought the funniest thing was the fake news story that said the town got uh, snowed in, but with nine feet of snow. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I wrote that down. There was a fake news story in there, and the woman's like, "Woodridge is is snowed in with nine feet of snow, Holy a record shit. amount of snow." I'm like, nine feet? Are you kidding?" I know. <laughs> nine <laughs> feet. <laughs> you couldn't go three feet, four feet. Right. I'm from <laughs> Buffalo, and I never never saw that headline. Nine right feet now. of snow. Nine fucking feet. Uh, there was another Here's exchange a- call for backup. We don't have time for that. The guy literally leans over to his walkie-talkie and says, hey, we need some backup here. It took him three <laughs> seconds. Yeah, I mean, look, there's, there's issues in there. I, I thought that the one surviving girl from the bathroom massacre, they brought her right back, like, the next day. All of a sudden, she's recovered from the severe trauma she's suffered. She's, to, she's like, we will not be victims again. And meanwhile, she really plays little to no part in the rest of the movie. Which one? Who? The Red Horby? Courtney, Courtney. Yeah, yeah, I like, I'm, yeah, I'm I like, like Courtney too. I like Courtney, but but they they threw her away after that because you made her think like, okay, she, they're bringing her back, which is ridiculous. Right. She was severely traumatized at the police station. They're bringing her back. She's gonna maybe be a strong character and nothing. The yeah. the girl the girl who's training to be an Olympic swimmer absolutely re- ridiculous. I mean, what? The oh, f- dude, are you fucking kidding me? What the? I thought that was the mother when they first showed up. I thought it was the mother too because she was nice. like the mother. When she had both, a body like the when mother. They're, when they're both tied up at the end, I'm like, which one's the mother? Which one's the Olympic swimmer? <laughs> Holy fuck, exactly. I couldn't believe it. When I first saw that girl getting dressed, and I'm not saying by any means anything was wrong with her body, but it's nothing, not. There's nothing wrong with her body, but nothing. they, they tested this character to be an Olympic swimming hopeful. and Right. She's not built like a woman. I'm not swim. right. We're not trying to shame no, she somebody. Looked, she was she looks like a, a normal person. Yeah. She look, but she does not look like a teenager that would be an Olympic swimmer. That's all we're saying. It was odd when I saw her undressing and getting ready to go in the shower. That's what I'm saying. I thought it was the mother. I'm like, oh, this is weird to see this. Like, oh, but I guess that's the mother. She she's built like a mother. Okay, so Dave <laughs> was actually having this conversation. Well, she's built like a mother. <laughs> Oh, I was just like, why God. are they showing the mother getting in a shower? And then, then you find out later that it's a friend and her name was Swan and something else. <laughs> but I mean, here's my biggest complaint, and, and no one's mentioned it yet. The whole situation with the little 
thing at the end, the little who's the father and that other shit, which is okay, whatever. But <laughs> the the mother kept in saying it. She said it two or three times. Well, they found all of his teeth. <laughs> Yeah. That's how they identified the guy. So wait a minute. Yeah. What situation could have possibly prevented it, presented itself that this guy's teeth all got knocked off and they found them all? I don't know. Well, he was but a, he survived. Ex-military guy who said to, was weary enough to think to himself, okay, if I remove all my teeth, because you saw he had fake teeth every time he smiled, if he removed all his teeth, he could uh, disappear. And he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For he what, three years, though? What was he wait, What was he doing for three years? Michael Myers. He was yeah. waiting to get out. He Fox sat in a room eating dolls in the woods. He looked past the wall, looking to this night. Can we talk <laughs> about the blinking elephant in the room? Blinking what? dead corpse. Yeah, they okay. could have. They, so one of the corpses blinks, and you can see it plain as day because she's in the foreground, out of focus. I might add, in the foreground, but she blinks, full fledged blinks, and they kept it in the movie where they had enough footage to trim it right out. It's so when the cop yeah. comes in to see her. They could have easily just cut the first second right after she blinks and it had the cop come in and then done some rack focus in post or whatever, made it blurred out and done everything. I don't know why they kept it in. That's sloppy to me. It pisses me off when I see that in my movies. Yeah. Do no, a second I, I, take. I saw it too. It was really, it was, it was not good. But that oh. mayor, man, that mayor was skeezy and just probably the worst character in the film. He's talking about looking forward to uh, seeing his niece dancing at the strip club. <laughs> that that was fucking creepy. That was cre- that was that line of dialogue was the creepiest line of dialogue yeah. in the movie. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is this? What about that Jack in the Box scene? Oh, they, the fingers popped out. The fingers oh, that look yeah. like they're plastic fucking fingers from Halloween Alley. Like one I of didn't those spirit. Oh, they looked so plastic. You know, I gotta be honest. That's why when you sh- sent me a picture showing that the budget was like approximately a million dollars, it actually hurt my feelings towards this movie because I really just. Yeah. appreciated the effort and i thought to myself this must have been a really low budget film but with a million dollars they definitely could have tightened it up and, and made this a, a much cleaner film you know cgi wise acting wise Th- there's no doubt about it no I, I i totally agree with you and i don't want to seem like i'm shitting on everything they've got some bird's eye view shots that mm-hmm. are absolutely phenomenal uh and there's one where the it just looks right down at the house and it looks like it's like from a hundred feet up in the air Looking right down, the car's back, you know, she's walking away. It's beautiful. But then they come back to that shot at various times throughout the movie, at nighttime, just other things. They use it like five times. So by the fifth time, you're like, okay, enough's enough. The first two times you see that shot, you're like, wow, there's where the budget went. <laughs> yeah, it's true. The movie it's is batshit. The movie is batshit because it, it, it shifts gears. And it could have been successful if they just focused on the massacre parts a bit more, put a little bit more effort, put a little bit more of that money that Brandon, we were just talking about into those scenes and they made them special. We could have had like this Dr. Giggles esque kind of just fucked up slasher, but yeah. they don't put enough effort into those scenes. So they just kind of happen shoddily in front of your eyes. And you're like, Oh, cause man. they didn't have, they didn't have, Santa Claus on screen enough delivering those one-liners because he was pretty funny. Even at the end when he kills the husband, he's like, Frank isn't joining us for the rest of his life. You need a new husband. (laughs) Right. And it took too long. It was all all, uh, Mrs. Claus for the first half. It was almost like she was the fucking leader and he was an afterthought. And then in the second half, it was was equal footing. But didn't you guys get that feel? Like the first half, it was like almost all her. Yeah, well, I guess because I guess they introduce her and he's supposed to be. But what about that FBI sequence? 
that's one great scene in the movie. Yeah. The yeah. beginning like, and the end. When you one take, follow yeah. following the guy to get the coffee. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. I really liked that scene. And the one other scene I'll, I'll give a shout out to. Probably the two best produced scenes in the movie. The other scene was the one where it was really well edited. I said somewhat effective sequence using the to- towards the night before Christmas narrative, and the and the killer the killer Santa is narrating it, and it's when mm-hmm. the police are, are searching the house, but they've already done the old swerve and they've taken yeah that scene was really well done. And then he throws the smoke grenade yeah and disappears. That was dumb. <laughs> That's later. <laughs> That's after that. But I'm talking about the lead up to it. Two great sequences in a not great film. <laughs> it's a mixed bag. Ultimately. Yeah, it, I mean that's that's ultimately all you could really say is it's a it's an extremely mixed bag, but mm-hmm. I, I still found myself oddly enjoying it. Well, you guys want to rate one final? So you said the final newscast with the nine feet of snow. That woman, <laughs> the, the newscaster was so wooden. I, I got oh a, a lot of enjoyment out of her too. Oh and my god! <laughs> at the end, she's like another early massacre at an event at Phil's bar, the main drinking establishment. I'm like. Talks like this at the main drinking establishment <laughs> in town. They couldn't just say Phil's bar. Yeah. Like I was like, what the no. fuck? <laughs> Did you see? Actually, oh. after the movie ended, there were scenes of her without yeah. any dialogue. I was like, yeah, it was something after the credits because I noticed they had that too. Is I don't know. It was part of the screener package, but I don't know why yeah. it was there. Yeah, uh, I didn't know either. But it was. There. I was like, oh, this is spoilers. Maybe it was really her doing the killing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, I'll go first. I know I've come across as really negative on this, and maybe my score slightly reflects that, but I actually gave it a passing grade, and I actually came just a slightly above because those two sequences are really good, and I think, like, if they just focused a little bit more on the on the massacre parts of it, this could have been a, a special little, like, kind of like a, a gem of a new movie. I gave it 5.5. Yeah. 5.5. Exact same rating I have, 5.5. Yeah, I I mean, I was was in that 5.5 to 6 range. I hadn't really committed. I'll I'll give it a 6 just to come in a tiny bit higher. But exactly like you said, Christian, there's – there's potential there. There's there's a lot of positives here that if if they're embellished on, th- this guy can really make a, a a special movie. And I know there's a sequel plan to this because I looked him up when he sent us the screener, and I happened to saw that part two, Twice Upon a Time in Christmas, is already in pre-production for I think 2019. And if when you see this movie, you'll know at the end that they they really do leave it open for a second one. So maybe you know. Any critiques from this one will get ironed out in the second one. I still do dig the Twelve Days of Christmas thing. Uh, it's very cl- clever how they tie yes. them in with the with with last names with uh, yeah. yeah with with things like that with locations. It was it was it was interesting. And no one's ever done it. No, it's not been done. It was very yeah. creative. And if you want goose death, this one has you. This one has you covered. <laughs> yeah, you're goosed. Yep, your goose is cooked. <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's that so we're going to go into a couple of uh, quick triple r's maybe even quadruple r's this episode you know quadruple r is no. rapid round robin reviews very good brandon i'll be surprised from you two no, 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 no. <laughs> i got it man i Christ, got the christian rest. already did his three in case you didn't i got I more only, rapid. i only have two Oh, thank God. I, I have thank more. You. I have more watches, but only two that I, I I decided to do for the round robins. 
Right, and I, I could have more because there is a shitload, but anything that's going to be on my top 17 next show, I'm not going to discuss now because that's redundant. So I'm just going to throw in some other ones just to talk about them. Yeah, yeah I hear you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do three. I, again, I've probably watched about 30 or 40 movies since our, our last round robin review, but I'm, I'm only going to talk about a couple because we've got the year on show coming up next anyway. So Cool. I don't know how many, but I'll be quick whatever they are. So. Okay. So you, why don't you go first, since you probably have the most. Okay, well, see, we got a screener here. And I know these guys haven't watched it yet because um, we've been doing other stuff for you know all these big shows. But uh, they, they're aware of it. They just haven't watched it yet. And I wanted to watch it because I want to catch up on 2017. It's, it's, it's on Amazon now, but we got the screener right before it dropped. And it's found footage, so I had to watch it because you know me. So uh, this is called The Faith Community. And this was sent to I me. am not even aware of this. Yeah. We got this? Yeah. I told you guys about this. Are you I, sure I told you didn't you... tell Banana Laser about this? No. I, th- I probably even <laughs> sent you the fucking email. I, I don't have Dude. it. I don't remember this either. <laughs> well, nobody bit. when I Because we, we were in the middle of Slasher Mania when it happened. So I said oh, I got okay. screeners. One's the Faith Community. It's coming out this year. And oh, the other shit. one doesn't come out till next year. So I didn't even bother with it yet. Because well, he's talking about it, so it can't be that good. So <laughs> It's not making my top 17, that's for sure. And it's a lot of it has to do with the third act. But this was sent to me uh, by the director, Faith Johnston, Johnson. And let me tell you what. It starts off good. It's 100% handheld. So it's just, you know, like you and I fucking making a movie. And I respect it for that. But here's what I respect it for. The acting in the first two acts is, is really good. Uh, there's a, uh, it's a documentary by a, a Campus Christian Collective. And these <laughs> people are going to this place because it's supposed to be this faith community. And people are there living in the woods or whatever, living on a, in a commune type scenario, if you will. And they're going out there to document it. And it's handheld, like I said. They get there. They meet the guy that runs it. It's kind of weird, but he's still friendly. And there's lots of crosses everywhere, and the guy starts talking about how horror gives the devil screen time because someone happens to be a horror movie fan. And then it gets a little preachy, as you expect. Uh, The guy goes by the name of The Messenger, and he does not give his real name. And when they sit down, because it's a documentary, to interview him, it's weird. He doesn't want to give his real name. And there's, there's two good interviews. And one is with this guy, The Messenger. And he makes you feel uncomfortable. You feel like you're the guy interviewing them because you know you're there, you're trapped, you're, and you know shit's going to hit the fan. So there's a little bit of a feeling of dread. Something's going to happen. We know it is. It's a horror movie. But but it's interesting. Then they interview, they interview a soldier who's there also, and he talks about his experiences when he was away in Iraq and, and what was going on there. And he gives a good performance. The other guy, like I said, the leader, the messenger, gives a good performance, and they put on a play. For our guests, and it's three guests. It's a woman, and it's these two guys. And they put on a play for them, and right before the play is put on, the guy, the messenger, accuses somebody in there of doing shit they shouldn't do in their group. Basically, I think these two guys hooked up, and they're not supposed to be fucking. So he kind of chastises them a little bit about it. Then they go into the play, and they call them Adam and Eve, and he make them bite the apple, and then they die. And without giving too much away... The things that are happening in the play actually end up being real. And one guy catches on to it first. The other girl, for some reason, this is where my criticism begins. For some reason, the girl who's leading it, she gets possessed, if you will, and wants to join this group. And it's it's not really explained why, and that's the problem. And then she goes into it, and then the third act goes on too long. This movie is found footage, and it does not have to be an hour and a half long. 
And they really could have saved the, the last 15 minutes because it's a lot of walking around that's unnecessary. And ultimately, the, the weak third act brings it down. But because of the performances and the feeling I get in the first two acts, I still will give it a 7 out of 10. And I'm probably giving it oh. a higher rating than most because I like found footage. Yeah. Some people might look at this and say 6, or they might watch it, and because what happens in the last act is such a turnoff, they don't like it, they might end up calling it a piece of shit. But for found footage enthusiasts, I recommend giving it a shot. Does it have a definitive resolution? <sighs> it has a resolution that you know is coming, and they didn't have to spend 15 minutes extra doing it. And as far as, no, the people are still there at the end. It's like nothing is, like I said, my rest of the girl is, you see that she's buying it for some reason, and you're not quite sure why. Yeah. That's all you need to know to see how the film's going to end. Leave all it right. At because right, I got a lot to say about this year's films in general, but I really want to save that for for our year-end right. show. <laughs> Jaded one. All right. No, I just... I, I... <laughs> I'm just glad we added that fourth R into this. <laughs> <laughs> he added the fourth R into the description, not into uh, his analysis of the film, though. Come on, that was 90 seconds. What I, do you want? 90 <laughs> seconds? That was longer than the movie. No, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> all right i guess i'll go next i'm actually doing a triple r that dave did i think very early on in the year i think this might have been one of your first watches but i finally got around to watching it it's been on the list and it's called the snare my very first watch of the year yes i i, I knew it was very early i didn't know if it was number one yeah three friends head to this head to the seafront for the for a drunken weekend only to be imprisoned on the top floor of their holiday apartment by a malevolent paranormal force now when you read that description on the b it's very misleading because this movie is very ambiguous and 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 mysterious and unfinished in a way so i can't even tell you necessarily if this is a supernatural paranormal film or a psychological breakdown type of film but either way the performances performances in this film are terrific especially from our lead girl here i mean there's only three characters in the whole film they go to their vacation spot they can't leave the lift going out of the apartment they're like 10 stories up the lift going down to the apartment will not work the door to the stairwell will not open they just they're trapped and they're running out of food they're running out of water and there's a lot of hallucination scenes, a lot of dream sequences, and you're not really sure what's going on, but you're getting glimpses of our lead character, Alice's diary, and, and it's kind of piecing together that she has suffered trauma in the past. In, in that sense, it's very intriguing because you want to see how her, her character in particular unfolds. She learns things about, about one of her friends very early on in the film that ultimately comes back to reveal the type of character he is. But again, you're not really sure how much of this is psychological and how much of this is paranormal. Again, that's what I was referencing before when I say that I feel like the films this year have almost lacked, like, I don't want to say more time, but they've just lacked a decisive conclusion. I, I like ambiguous endings, but not for the sake of doing it just so you can say, oh, well, I want it to be open to interpretation. I feel like sometimes people are making these films and they're just not sure how they want to end it. Is I do it? see that, but not here. And I'm going to say one thing and I'm not going to say anything else. Okay, go ahead. Until next show. I will say one thing. 
What what did you say? Psychological or supernatural? Yeah. My answer is neither, and we'll discuss it another time off the air. <laughs> neither. Neither. Well, now you just shit all over my review. No, I didn't. <laughs> this is my interpretation of watching okay. it only one time and what I took from it. Besides what? all the fucking Shining tributes, which you know I'm a sucker for them. They were all over this film, but that's a whole other. St- I'm not saying anything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I will say this. This was my first time view. I do plan on giving it another watch before a year end show because after a first review, I'm right at around I'm at a seven out of ten. But I was very intrigued by this, and the performance of our of our lead girl was really really well done. And there's some shocking, brutal imagery that I've read in other people's reviews. People felt it was um, added just for its gratuitous nastiness, but um. I felt it was necessary for the story for ultimately what I interpreted they were going for. But again, southbound, that's all I'm going to say. South. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I I think I immediately kind of understand where you're going with that. I'm not sure I'm there, but I will give it another rewatch, but seven out of 10, definitely a real solid film. I'm glad I checked it out and I will check it out again, hopefully before the, the year on show. But if not at some point in the near future, nice. All right, here we go. To our listeners, this will be a true rapid round robin. Jesus, these guys. Uh, hey, I moved. <laughs> Mine was shorter. Who was shorter? Who was shortest? Huh. You both really? sounded, you're both about the same. Really? I can live with that. Yeah. I felt like Dave was talking for hours. <laughs> and the only reason this is going to be long is because you got two descriptions of the movie. So my first one is Boys in the Trees, uh-huh. directed by Nicholas Verso, I believe. On Halloween 1997, two estranged teen skaters embark on a surreal journey through their memories, dreams, and fears. And I'm like, okay. But there's a slightly longer one that I think uh, gets more into it so you get a better idea of what it's about. It's Halloween. Sorry? Longer ones usually get more into it. Thank you. It's Halloween 1997, the last night of high school for Corey, Django, and their skater gang. Childhood is over and adult life beckons, but for Corey, his past is some unfinished business. When he encounters Jonah, a former childhood friend, but now victimized by Django's cruel streak, Corey takes pity on him and agrees to walk him home for old time's sake. What starts off as a normal walk through empty empty suburban streets descends into something darker and magical as they tell each other ghost stories, drawing upon their fears of the world around them. It goes on, but I think I'll I'll stop there. That was a good description. I like that one. Yeah. Okay. First off, to the Australian listeners here, and that's Warren, Rob, Marnie. If I'm forgetting anybody, I for, please forgive me. But does the last day of high school really fall on Halloween? What? The last day? That's in the movie. The last day of high school is on Halloween. I didn't know it was the last day of high school. I just thought it was like it fucking fall break or something. That's they say the last. It day might of high be. School. It might be the last day of high school before break. Well, they're all planning. They're done school. That was that was it. That was well, the- oh, that's they're true. They, they, they were done though because yeah. No, it were... doesn't matter. They're seniors. They're still making plans for fucking the end of the year. Okay. Well, anyway, whatever. To be determined. Positive. The movie's beautifully shot. The mm-hmm. acting is spot on. It has a great soundtrack, and I found that the director did establish a good atmosphere that draws you in and hooked me for sure. I said I liked how he introduced the characters. And who are not really all that likable, but then they sort of peel away some layers, I say Shrek says, to reveal who they really are. <laughs> I go, truthfully, it's only done with three characters, but they're the three that are most important to the storyline. And although ultimately I knew where the movie was going, I thought it was a decent ride. 
throughout. I said, but ne- my negatives, and I know it's been a hot topic, so I feel like a broken record bringing it up. I said, some of the CG was a little iffy. So I, I said, it, it took me out of the movie a bit, so I took points off a little bit. I go, understandably, the budget was lower. They do manage some good stuff, but I thought it was a bit of a misstep. And I thought some of the plot points got dangerously close to that heavy-handed arena. However, I do feel that the director or possibly even the editor here managed to pull it back and, and shift it back to a safe zone. So I said on that same note, I'm not sure if the man in white was totally needed. I think I understand what he represented, but I don't know if he was totally needed. Something that I didn't think necessarily clicked or worked 100%. Ultimately, the movie has heart. And by the end, I found myself tearing up a bit, had the old lump in the throat. I said, not near, maybe not necessarily traditional horror, but the story did have enough horrific elements or horror elements that I feel A-OK bringing it up here, talking about it here on the show. Why and are you blowing guys during the movie? 7.5 <laughs> out of 10. You said you had a lump in your throat. Why are you blowing people while watching this movie? Maybe you would. As Brandon wants to make my review longer, 7.5 out of 10. <laughs> it's bad enough he makes his own reviews long. He wants to make your review longer too. Please, mine was the shortest. That was not rapid. Yeah. No, was that was hard. that was a good review. I'm uh, I'm happy you reviewed that one. M- yeah. Might be talking about that one again in a, in a couple of weeks. Of course might not. Might not. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna. I maybe watch it again because I want to see if some of the things I talked about, in the sense of uh, his he- the heavy handedness or possibility of, yeah, I want. I just want to see if if that was uh, something I noticed more in a rewatch, or if if I was just being critical of the movie, or overly critical. I guess. Well, or no, being I mean it, it, it's fine here. to be critical of that. I always forgave that, especially in this type of film, because we're dealing with seventeen year olds, and it seems like. Everything at that age is is life or death, so it's all so heavy handed. True, it's like I, I, so. I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how I I forgive that. But but yeah, I'm I'm uh, glad you liked it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. We'll, and we'll talk about it again. Next yeah, week or next episode for sure. But yeah, it's on Netflix. Yes, it yeah. is on Netflix, and I'm I'm glad that uh, you guys agree with horror because I know it's on Halloween. There's ghosts, goblins, that that yeah. type of thing. But the whole backdrop to it is a horror film. Yeah, yeah, man. It's horror sure. enough. Yeah. It's enough horror. Okay, here we go. Bag Boy, Lover Boy, 2017. This movie is about a, a strange individual. It goes by the name of Albert. He's uh, working at a hot dog stand. Gets approached by a photographer one day and says, hey, I think you'd be a good model for me. So the guy says, okay. He's a foreigner. I don't know where he's supposed to be from. I apologize. He has an accent. Um, but he goes in there and he does some strange shoots. Uh, with with a very pretty girl, and at one point during the shoot, the guy, the director of photographer, has him put a bag over the girl's head, and it's a little playful and it's a little bit um, menacing. It's some, you know, it's it's art. You know, the guy just does different shots, and he sees this, this strange-looking guy as someone that is going to, you know, bring him some success. He he, he almost pictures it this, you know, this weirdo is like a find, and that he's very photogenic and whatnot. So he does this. The problem is that Albert wants to be a photographer himself. And he goes in there, not so much concerned about the money that the guy is going to pay him, which he's paying him well. He's more concerned about him learning from him about the, the fine art of photography. He wants to be on the other side. And he's like, listen, just teach me. The other guy, you know, the, the photographer is like, no, I just want to pay you. But at one point it gets, they come to head so bad that he's like, listen, I don't even want to come in. He goes, I don't care about the money, so to speak. I just want you to teach me. So long story short, he gives him a Polaroid 
And uh, he goes, here, I'll teach you. Of course, it's just a Polaroid. But and, and Albert doesn't understand certain things. You know, you can't move a Polaroid around like like you're really taking pictures. And he, he finds that out the hard way. So anyway, this guy takes a vacation, the photographer. He gets a, a, a job offer to go, I, I forgot where, Italy or something. So he's going to be gone for a month or a week or whatever. So our boy Albert, who has a girl that he has a crush on who comes to the hot dog stand and she give, he gives her free dogs. Um, he's in love with this chick. and But in the meantime, he wants to take pictures of other girls. So he picks up a prostitute, takes her picture. Puts a bag over her head because he learned it from Albert or from the guy that took his picture. And eventually she fights off. She doesn't like the idea. He takes it too far. And suddenly we get a different side of Albert and he becomes a killer. And this follows that. And ultimately it le- it ends uh, on a cool way. And um, of course his love interest comes back into the picture and he's helping her out. And we get a good climax. It's a good film. It's a character study. It's really interesting. I, I enjoyed this film. I don't know if I'm going to watch it again before the show, but I don't anticipate it making my list. But it's I'm still rating it pretty pretty good. It's a 7.5 out of 10. And recommended, of course. What was the name out. again? Sorry, because I think I saw the preview for this somewhere. I think it was on Apple TV. When my wife and I just went through a preview night, and I remember thinking this looked really intriguing. Bag Boy, Lover Boy. Bag Boy, Lover Boy. Check it out. It's it's interesting film. Interesting. Boom, 90 seconds. Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Another one that was covered earlier on in the year. I'm a little late to the game, but this one is a cure for wellness. I'm so curious as nice. to what you're going to say here. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll just read the description. An ambitious young executive is sent to retrieve his company's CEO from an idyllic but mysterious wellness center at a remote location in the Swiss Alps, but soon suspects that the spa's treatments are not what they seem. This one's directed by Gore Vabinsky. It has a $40 million budget. So this this was a big Hollywood horror film. And it's beautifully shot and beautiful to look at. Well acted. The biggest downfall for this film is its final act. Yep. (laughs) It it sets up so well. And this is a two and a half hour movie. And I mean, it's, it's long. You can feel it. But I was intrigued. Even though you can kind of see where certain plot points are going, I was still intrigued on how they were going to unravel in the film. I love the explanation for what's going on and and how they're actually harvesting the cure. Let's say I don't want to spoil anything in case anyone hasn't seen it. But in the third act, it just kind of falls very flat. It had a a great feel of almost like um, Shutter Island. Yes, I thought that too. Oh, nice. But it, it did not pack the, the punch that Shutter Island did in the end. In the end, it just felt flat. I thought some of the effects in, in one character's reveal was really cheesy. And then ultimately, the ending was just kind of, eh. That's all. That's really all it was. I mean, it was really, really intriguing until the final 30 minutes of the film. I can't agree more. Okay. That's, I mean, I, it's a shame, too, because this would have mm-hmm. easily, had, had that last 30 minutes blown me away, would have been one of probably my favorite films of the year. Wow. But ultimately, it, it fell flat. Now, I'm not really going to talk much about the film because I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, the lead actors in this, you got Jason Isaacs as the lead doctor at the spa. I'm not sure how to say his name. Dane DeHaan. He was in uh, Chronicle. He plays uh, the lead the lead actor. And Mia Goth, who plays Hannah. And they all do a terrific job. And there's a great supporting cast, and it's really beautifully shot, eerie, creepy. Again, nothing 
Nothing special in the end. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Same fucking grade as me. Wow. Yeah. You know, dude, but here's what's weird. I saw it early, and I, I remember last year, I said this is my most anticipated film of the year. And yeah. I went in, was excited to see it. I went to the show, and uh, <laughs> I left it with a 7 out of 10. But here's the strange thing, guys. Everybody I've heard review it since not everybody's blowing it, but everybody has been much higher than me. That's why I said I was really curious to hear what you said because if I was going to rewatch it again before the before the big show, but you saying that just brought it all back to me. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm not going to watch it again. I'm going to stick with my seven. And okay, I felt the you echoed every freaking thing I, I I felt about it. So yeah, you know, I I was thinking about it, and I'm not really sure what I would have done differently. I just felt like what they did in the last 30 minutes was just anticlimactic, given yeah. the buildup and even the reveal. They reveal some stuff pretty early, which is fine because it's all stuff you can figure out if if you're paying attention. It's not they're not trying to really trick you here. It's just oh my god, how are they going to reveal this? What's going to be the ultimate conclusion? And it's mm -hmm. ultimately very blah. It's lackluster. Lackluster, better, totally. better term than blah. Yeah, well, I, I, I do what I can. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, we're checking out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Definitely well sure. shot. Yeah. All right. My next one is a Christmas one. It's called The Elf from 2017. Oh. Oh I God. can't believe you looked at that cover art. <laughs> Directed, Did you look at the cover art? Did because you? JP in a thread about a month or so ago said, uh, hey, Christian, this looks like something you would have directed. I guess, I don't know, because of the Elf on the Shelf things? Of, of or course. Whatever. So I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie. Fuck oh, him. boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> directed by Justin Price. Here's the the uh, the synopsis. Nick is haunted by night terrors stemming from a tragic murder he saw when he was young. After inheriting an old toy shop, he discovers a cursed elf doll sealed inside an ancient chest with a naughty list of his family's names written on it. He soon discovers that the elf was an evil conduit meant to unleash a supernatural killing spree during the Christmas holidays by whoever set it free. <laughs> Here are my notes. This movie is the cinematic equivalent of getting coal in your stocking, minus the slight amusement of receiving said coal. <laughs> I, I find myself very witty, I guess. I, most yeah, not scenes, so much on this end. Yeah, well, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> fucking your dissertation of fucking a cure for wellness. <laughs> just listen to that like review should cure a lot of people like oh cancer <laughs> gone just get me out of here <laughs> just kill me yeah, yeah. <laughs> i gotta listen to this guy's voice my need to listen to exploding head gone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i go Ooh. most scenes of this film drag on painfully long like it seems like they're three times as long as they should be i said the acting is catatonic and I've used this before this year. I go, but this makes the performances in the Transfiguration seem like they're overacting. That's how catatonic these ones are. Leave the I Transfiguration go, alone. <laughs> <laughs> I go, there are laugh-inducing, nonsensical sequences as well. For example, just around the 20-minute mark, there's our main characters come up to this guy who's been in a car accident. I said, his reaction, as well as the main player's reaction, earned the what-the-fuck-did-I-just-watch-and-not-in-a-good-way moment of the year. Then they get home, the main girl's family's there to celebrate the holidays. Her father has the longest neck in the history of motion pictures. And I'm, I'm like, seriously, it. this guy's neck is so huge, it takes you right out of the movie. I can't his watch that. His neck? His neck. I don't want to know. I There's a bunch of Christmas, character, <laughs> Christmas carolers that show up to start singing. 
The father and mother open the door, and they act as if they have no clue at what a Christmas caroler is, why they're there, why they'd be outside <laughs> singing, and they're like just dumbfounded. Like, what? What is this? Like, oh I'm just like, what is going on here? I go. The sister or the the main girl is absolutely stunning in certain sequences. I'd say for the first half of the movie, then the cinematographer just looks like he just said, ah, fuck it, and lights her in such a way that she doesn't seem attractive for the second half of the movie. And again, I don't want to shame anything. It's just the way, it's a weird thing. You're almost like, did they swap actresses? Like, it's just <laughs> weird. Maybe she like forgot that. to, maybe she ran out of makeup. It's Who like, knows? Oh, he's dying out again. Oh, yeah. No, I was saying it's like that Seinfeld episode where uh, <laughs> she falls into some bad lighting. Jerry's dating the attractive girl. She's right. Right. I'm telling you, that's what happens for the second half of this movie. I'm like, well, this is the same girl because she was a stunning before. And now they have her sister in there. Her sister is all equally stunning. Stunning. And then she, when shit starts to hit the fan, she literally walks out a door. We never figure out what happens to her. And if we do, <laughs> it's thrown away in dialogue. And I'm assuming she's dead. But they don't show it. I don't know. What the fuck's going on? Done. I go, there's an elf cam. The elf cam sucks big time. The ever so slightly passable CG turns an absolutely pukeable CG effect work. Here's my favorite piece of dialogue in the film. The mom's on the phone. There's a killer on the loose. The girl on the other end says, okay, what does he look like? The mother, about one foot by one foot two inches. Three out of ten. What the fuck? <laughs> Three out of ten. And I think I'm being generous. Horrible. That's probably wow. going to be your bottom. That's probably a spoiler for next episode. <laughs> elf. Okay. Cool. The Elf. The Elf, pardon me, yes, The Elf. Okay, where am I? I got one more that I'll do now. This is another found footage mockumentary type movie. It's called Be My Cat, a film for Anne. And boy, this is strange, but interesting. There's a guy in Romania. He is obsessed with the actress Anne Hathaway. And he is making this film for her. He wants to call it Be My Cat because he happens to like cats. And he is trying to send a, this video to her to show her that he can direct a film and that if the two of them get together, they are going to do something that's going to change the world. It's going to be some amazing film. So he's hiring actresses off the streets, or not off the streets, but he's hiring you know actresses through the whatever, one page or whatever. You mean hookers? No, they're not. That's why, that's why I took it back. Not hookers. But through Craigslist or whatever they have in Romania, you know? So... He, he's going to bring them in Romanian one hookers. at a time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> under the guise that they are actually going to be in a film. So, but he's not telling them that they're just, he's just trying to do this to show Anne how he's going to direct her. So it's a ruse that he's doing to these actresses. And he, he starts filming the one and things don't work out the right way. And he ends up murdering her. And obviously this guy's lunatic to begin with because of his obsession with Anne and everything else and how he thinks they're going to be together. So that's what I like about this movie. This is another portrait of a, of a sick person that's done right. It's believable. I could see somebody doing this. It all, in a little bit of a way, it reminds me of when that guy made videos. Uh, you could kind of catch him on YouTube, and I guess there was a documentary made. Uh, he ended up uh, having an assassination attempt on the singer Bjork. And he sent something. He was going to send something in her mail, and there's a whole thing about that. But that, but that, that's what it reminded me. I mean, you can see this guy and the way he works on these videos, and this is just like that. So I'm not going to get too into it, but the thing is, it's believable. That's what I like about it. It's found footage, mockumentary style, done right. His motivations seem believable to me, and everything else 
I'm not sure about the way it ends. Ah. And that is my problem. Mm. I want to go back and see, because at the beginning it says something about um, the police department of so-and-so in Romania. You know what I mean? So maybe it, it's believable. I, I think I want to go back and see that part again, just because that might help the ending a little bit. But it's still a good film. It's done a, It's done the right way, and it's another 7.5 out of 10. Be My Cat, a film for Anne. Check it out. I'm thinking to myself, as you're doing this review, this is all dependent on its ending and the fact that you're not sure about the ending. It's like, I mean, I'll still check it out, but... It's almost abrupt. It's like this, this, and this, and it's like... I hate that, okay. I hate when yeah. they do that, you know? Hey, yes. it's the story you know, of this you know. year. It's the story of films for 2017. I'm more on the next show. Interesting. You're okay. a moron in the next show. You're a moron on every show. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! But boom! I'm out. I'm dropping the microphone. <laughs> we just lost half our listeners. Nobody's here. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, it was fine. Oh. Just no, like... it was a good. It was a good show. <laughs> I just had to play it down. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. After uh, Christian's dissertation on the. Guy with the giraffe neck. Let's uh, get to my. <laughs> that was a long one. I I do. I'm gonna have to eat that. Like I I went on way too long. You're gonna have to eat that guy's cock. What? <laughs> I don't like his neck. That neck was. He couldn't fit into his shirt properly. I, that's all I could think about. I'm like, he's not fitting in that shirt. Send the picture to Dave later because he looks very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> okay, my last review, and it was one I was hesitant to do because it's it's. It's a really good film, but it's right on the fringe of potential. Oh, this oh. guy. You dropped out again, B. I dropped out again? Right for, right at the beginning. You said on the fringe and then you're Yeah, gone. no, I'll 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 start I'll start I'll start over, but uh is there any what do you think this is? Is there anything I could do on my end? I think it's Skype just stank like saying we don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine, dude. You'll be yeah. fine. No, you're good. You're good. I don't think one it's more a... and then a review and we're out. Okay, so my last review is from 2017, and it's one I really enjoyed. It's a fringe contender, but for a first-time watch, I wanted to cover it here in case it doesn't get brought up on the year-end show. And it is a film called Ride. I'm going to read the description. Technology brings us closer, or perhaps it brings strangers a little too close. But how much can you really trust someone? With a new rideshare service, you never know who you'll be getting in a car with, or if you'll ever get out. Man! This movie's pretty fucking brutal. And it ended good. Say it. Brutal violence or brutal, you didn't like it? Brutal violence. Absolutely some of the most brutal violence I've seen all year. And really well done. Really well done. Okay. The ending, the only, the ending for me was the weakest part. Not because of the way it ended. I love the way it ended. Just I felt the third act was a little too abrupt. Now, with that being said, if this film gets a sequel, which it very easily could, I am down because the lead character in this, he, he's he basically he's a serial killer. Yeah, he, he just goes around killing random people. Mainly, it seems like he's picking people who are rude and nasty because he does let some people live who are good. But he picks a lot of uh, a lot of nasty people and, and brutally kills them. But he does it in such a uh, such a charismatic way. He really has a presence a presence on screen. He really does a great job. I thought some of the kills were absolutely brutal. I thought some of the dialogue was intriguing. This was one of those instances where they leave a lot of mystery to this character, but in a good way. 
Like, you don't need everything about him force-fed to you because you can draw your own conclusions or maybe you get a sequel down the line. So this is one where I'm okay with less is more because the kills are great. Our lead actress, she's great. I feel like she should have been in it a little bit more but because uh, they're running two concurrent storylines. I have to say this. I don't, I don't know if it's possible, but I got to talk about one kill in particular. He puts brass knuckles on. And he proceeds to punch a girl in the face <laughs> until her head comes off. But that doesn't I, sound fun. That sounds kind of just... Oh, like, it is fucking disturbing as hell, but in such a fun, awesome way. It's I'm like not, Maniac, kind of. Oh, my God. It is so violent. I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I'm like, they're really doing this. And you want to see that girl punched, so it helps. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, oh, no. She, she deserves to be punched. I don't know if she deserves to have her head come clean off. No, but... no. <laughs> She's just trying to be punched. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's fun because it's easier to swallow because of, of that. You know what I mean? If it was like a girl you liked in a movie. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, like, the character, he he basically kills this rideshare driver and just assumes his position, starting picking up uh, random people. It's basically like an Uber service. Yep, exactly. It's like Lyft, L-Y-F-T. This is like, this is R-Y-D-E. Yeah, yep. yeah. I'm not familiar yeah. with all these uh, rideshare services, but... I don't know why I am, but somehow I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, really well done. I really like this lead actor. I-, I thought he did such a great job. I did and too. The kills were terrific. I like the fact that he has a, he has a conscious conscience. I like the fact that... <laughs> There's thought going into who he's going to kill, who he's not. You might not think there is, but there is, given certain scenes in the film. And overall, it's really, really highly recommended. Again, the short running time, I felt hurt it. I would have liked an extra 10 minutes maybe building up in the final act. I just felt like it was too rushed. But it was well done. Seven and a half out of ten for a first-time watch. It could, it could only go up, I can say that. It's funny because I, I, as you were saying it, I was really intrigued. So I was checking the cover art and everything uh, on the B, and all of a sudden, at the like the user ratings, they're they're all hovering like ranging, ranging, excuse me, from like you know fours, eights, sevens, whatever. And all of a sudden, there's like just one, 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 one. It must be some disgruntled viewer that's trying to, because all of a sudden it was like five people in a row that were just giving it a one. Well, not that the B is the most reliable, but just the yeah. fact that it has, like, the rating at 6.8 for a horror film. Right. That's really high for a horror film. So it's, really, it's really worth checking out. You're it's gone. actually a, perf- it's a perfect ending. It's really worth checking out. Boom. It's a perfect time for him to break out. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It works out that way. So Am I more. back? You're yeah, back. you said it's really worth checking out, and you must have said more, but it's okay that it cut off there. Yeah, you know uh, I, mean? <laughs> I, said, I said it's really worth checking out, as long as I don't have to say the word conscience again, because that's a hard word oh. for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so that's it. Yeah, that's it, man. Let's take a quick break, come back, last review for the evening, and we say goodnight. So we'll be right back. Hello, horror fans. This is Jamie from The Skeleton Crew, Evil Episodes, The ABCs of Hidden Horror, Liking It, Dark Regions Radio, and the Cinema Beef Podcast. Phew, I'm a busy girl. I don't always have time to listen to podcasts, but when I do, I prefer Kill the Cast. Straight from a legend's mouth, you heard it, Kill the Cast, a horror podcast for everyone from Cinebites to werewolves. Come join us exclusively on Horophilia.com. I'm getting a weird vibe from Brandon. 
No, just wait. Okay. Yeah, here we get go. I get Are a weird vibe from him, just like the Red Christmas, uh, Red Christmas review. I get this vibe. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Yeah, oh, you, I you, get it out. That's okay. I know what's up. He, you he might, you it. might get, you might get the Red Christmas vibe, but you're certainly not going to get the Red Christmas rating from me. He hates Christmas. What do you want from the guy? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Read the fucking thing. Go all ahead. right. Read the synopsis. Will you please? Final feature review is this year's Christmas horror film. Better watch out. On a quiet suburban street, a babysitter must offend a 12-year-old boy from intruders only to discover it's far from a normal home invasion. Trivia. Thank goodness. Thank goodness it's far from a home invasion. Because the first 20 minutes of this film, I was watching it. I'm like, I know I'm not a big home invasion guy. And I know a lot of other people are. And I'm watching And when something happens and it stops becoming that, I was like, oh, thank you. I just had to say that. (laughs) And I have a trivia piece. Very quickly, what was the original title? Safe Neighborhood? Oh, Safe, safe na- House. Safe Neighborhood. Okay, yeah. I knew something with safe. Okay. Yeah, because I remember being told Jay- about this. Jason, right? Jason. And everything I read up about it afterwards, I'm like, I really, it was like one of my most anticipated to see this year. One of them. Yeah, mine too. I think I fell victim to the hype. See, I didn't think there's any hype other than if you listen to JP th- saying that you got to see this movie, got to see this movie. There's nobody else really talking about the movie, in my opinion, other than Jason Lloyd from seeing it last year at the festival and JP seeing it when it was released. Yeah, I never fall for the hype. So I, I, I got, I got to be right off the bat. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm just gonna say I was very thrown off by by the major tonal shifts in this film. I mean, oh, dr- wow. so right. dramatic, so dramatic. Really? I was just like, really. I went from watching something that I, I was enjoying to watching something that, that really bothers me and that I don't like. So wait, you had the opposite reaction? You liked the fucking first act when you thought it was going to be a home I liked the first act and I liked the ending. That's the only part about it I liked. Ah! Everything, else, everything else in the middle, I absolutely despised. It disturbed me. It was annoying and I was not into it. I was checked out. I could oh, not get into it. I absolutely loved it. it. And, and it's a very spoilery movie because every plot... Every turning point is actually a major spoil, so it's going to be difficult to dance around this uh, at this point of the review. So we'll go there, into it after. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fine. And, I'm, yeah. and I, I always say that, but it, it, in this case, you literally because it's set up as a home invasion. Yeah. Then there's, the, there's shit, a, the shit in the, in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and then it shifts. So uh, yeah, what so I it's found, good and that's the end. Of it. What I found, though, is you get Christmas right out of the gate with this. I mean, if you want a Christmas feeling in a movie, bada-bing. You get it hook, line, and sinker. You've got the music, the snow, snowmen, sleigh, shoveling, <laughs> lights. You get every snow angels. You get people caroling right out of the gate. And the credits are on red. It's got the font, everything. It's Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. I'm like, wow, they did a great job. What kind of font did they use? Trivia. Christmas. Helve- Helvetica. <laughs> Was it? I don't know. Helvetica. Yeah, I'll I agree with you there. And I, you know what? I'm going to be very careful while I review this film because I'm aware that this film is going to be a lot of people's cup of tea, and I'm not going to be critical of it so much for its filmmaking aspect, so much as it's just not a film that I enjoy. This although, is where we differ. Big although, time although the to- although the tonal shifts, I felt very jarring because I felt like. I was going you, to be watching. I felt like I was going to be watching, like the babysitter on Christmas, and I felt like I was watching 
Home Alone meets Funny Games. And you've heard me talk about Funny Games before. It's one of the most disturbing films I've personally ever watched. It affects me. And this turned into a Funny Games type movie to me. Which is what I loved about it. I really did love that. And hey, I, I couldn't get on board with it. I just, I just don't like it. And every huh. everything you're like going, this movie's not going to explain this. This movie's not going to explain this. And it does. And you're like, because you're like, here's going to be a plot hole. They're never going to explain this. Wait a second. This this part happened. Something you know breaks. And you're like, that part happened after a, a reveal. I'm like, they fucked up. And any other movie would have never even explained it. And you would have been, there's a fuck up. But this movie explains everything. And sometimes subtly, but explains how everything was done. The only question that I said I had at the end was the Why? pizza guy. Because the pizza guy was set up really creepy. And is that just a, a strange coincidence to throw us viewers off? And that's it? And simply yeah. the father ordered the pizza and ordered it with mushrooms so that his son could pick off the mushrooms even though he hates it? And it was a simple fuck up like that? Or yeah, oh, it's, is it it's something else? No, 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 no. I know who ordered the pizza. Fucking Garrett. That's the first thing I thought when everything was exposed. Oh, okay, Garrett ordered the pizza. Makes sense. But why, why, would, he, why would he order it with mushrooms when he knows his best friend doesn't like mushrooms? He has to know his yeah. best friend doesn't like mushrooms because his best friend is manipulative, supposedly, even though his voice is cracking every fucking two seconds in and, this movie. And it's not even a big deal, but that was the only thing because they really set it up like, is this really a pizza guy? Because, I mean, again, it's, it's part of the plot devices, so I can take it for that. And, and leave it there. That's the only thing, really, I thought was unexplained. And can, I ask you, can I ask you something, Christian? Because yeah. it was brought up in the film, and I immediately thought, I have to ask you this question. Are you sure you never sucked another man's cock? Yeah, shut up. <laughs> that was the line. That yeah, was the that, one I texted you guys. Great, the line. That was a great I lost my <laughs> shit. I rewound it four times. The delivery on that line, again, I've, I've been giving awards left, right, and center this episode. It's not even the last episode of the year. Virginia Madison gets the line of the year in her delivery and everything. I thought it was the best line of the year. You mean Virginia Madison? Yeah, Virginia Madison. Virginia Madison. Oh, Madison, sorry. <laughs> That's her cousin, Virginia yeah. Madison. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way he refers to it. I'm a metrosexual. That's not yeah. even the yeah. word. Yeah. I know, it's funny. How about that? The guy is putty. Another Seinfeld Yeah, reference. Patrick Warburton and Virginia Madison, which, you know, when I first saw them, I'm like, okay, they got, they got some pretty big names here to play the parents. Something's going to play into this. And ultimately, I, it, fell, it fell flat with them, I felt, because I wanted more of them. And there were certain things thrown out throughout the movie that made me think the parents were coming back into play. Even well, with that's the good, then. Then it did its job. If you thought the parents were coming into it play, fake, you were questioning. Yeah, think about that. But it, did, but it didn't. It went somewhere else where I didn't like. Oh, your complaint. Okay, so your complaint isn't really the storytelling. You just don't like where the story went. My complaint the is the story they told. I wanted, uh, yeah, no, the way they told the story is fine. I just wanted a different story told. And I felt they set up to tell a better, more entertaining story. And they, ultimate, and they ultimately went with, with this. Really? See, I thought they, they set it up to go, it's going to be a, a run-of-the-mill home invasion movie. And I'm like, if this yeah. is all it is, yeah. why is it such, why is there such a claim behind it? So then when it shifted, I'm like, oh, God. I didn't see that coming. Even, even yeah. given the shift they did, which I, which is, I'm being honest, is the thing I didn't like about this movie, and I can't be critical of it because it was done well, but I personally don't like it. But even given that, if they had played that out, I still would have had a different ending involving the parents because there were certain lines of dialogue and certain things set up very early in the movie that 
almost felt throwaway. I mean, like they explained them away very quickly with like one line, and and I felt like they were going to be much deeper things. I'm telling you, I was about to check out. I'm like, what? I I guess yeah, I me too. I was hyping it up. I'm like, this has got all this hype, and is it just going to be this run of the mill home invasion? Like, what are they? And then I like I said that if I could write the VHS box quote cover, it'd be like. It takes what we know about home invasion subgenre and flips it on its head, like you know th- that generic. But that's what it does. It takes good, everything. Good thing that you don't write VHS cover, boss. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean generic, like you know the ones that like are right. by reporters that you never have heard of before, for the but LA look. Times yeah. tribute. The, the, the horror mafia podcast. The Luch. Yeah. <laughs> the horror mafia. Yeah, onion rings. <laughs> yeah, they were just on one. Horror mafia was on like fucking Discord service two or something or other. Or no, 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 not that. The movie they did, Truth or Dare five. They yeah. were on the box cover. So and that was a, a joke. But anyway, here's here's what's fucked up. Two things. Number one, when it flipped home invasion style, I was so relieved because I'm thinking there's yeah. only three people there's only three people in this house. I do not want to see fucking three people chased around for the next fucking hour and a half. I do not want it. It's not my cup of tea. I've seen it before. Even one person, I don't want to see it. It's not for me, but I know everyone loves home invasion. So I'm watching this film. I'm like, well, maybe the reason everybody loves this movie so much, because I've heard good reviews too, is because they're into home invasion. I'm not going to like the film. So again, I'll say it a third time. When, when something happens, I was like, good, thank you, get me out of this. But what you said about the beginning, the first act and the end were your favorite things. They were my least favorite things. I know, I know they were. The I complete know opposites. I <laughs> oh. knew when you said fuck to that ending, I was like, that's that's the ending I liked. That was the only, I was like, yes, finally I could sleep tonight because of that ending, oh, that one was, scene. It brought the movie down a whole fucking half a point for me. Yeah, I, seriously, my, I love that ending. It was like icing on the cake. We've seen it too many fucking times. This one, here, these are my last two notes. This is literally what I, I wrote to these guys and Messenger listeners. <laughs> these were my last two notes I made in this film. One was, wow, comma, but will it hold up? Question mark, question mark. Because I was like, awesome. Wow, didn't think that was going to happen. You'd never see this happen in a fucking movie. Good way to end it. Awesome. And then my next note, fucking ugh. That was it. That's, You've that's seen I, it in uh, films, but films that advertise that it's going to be that type of film. I never see it. You see it in like 10 fucking films out of a thousand. It doesn't happen. Yeah, I don't it, it ended typically, like every fucking movie ends. I don't know. That's my, and I, I'm not ragging on the film. I enjoyed the film. I really did. When it went into funny game territory, as you want to call it, I dug it because I was not Same expecting it. Because yeah. I, I, again, it wasn't what I was expecting either. And I thought it was, it was, it was dark. But that that's exactly it. After that opening of like we're in suburbia and it was like yeah. obviously upper kind of upper class and it's just like all big houses, nice houses, and it's just totally Christmas out. And then for this to happen, like the underbelly happening within this home, it was just like perfect. It was mwah! and I love the ending. But I yeah, understand. I... Where, I know what you're saying, Dave. I can I can see it ending on the on that other note. Yeah, dude. Wow. It could, it, it could have been like a, a, a smile on his face and that's it or whatever. And, and, and the excuse was bad. That was a lame one. When they said how it happened, talking about duct tape, how fucking lame. That never could have happened. Well, of course it could. Yes, it could. And I thought it, I thought it was good because she was playing with it all, all night. But that, again... I'm watching how I word my my word, or I'm watching yeah. how I word this because I, I'll be saying something that is kind of spoilery, so I'm just going to leave it. 
So yeah, everything else, I, everything else I want to say, I will say this for the film. It had me doing a lot of research into uh, into certain things. And again, I'm not even going to say what they are until we get into the spoilers. But it, it definitely made me think. It's... As to mouth? Uh... <laughs> no? Thank God his mic kicked out again. Perfect. Are you it's, fucking it's been... kidding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at him. This fucking sucks. I say it again. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. I don't... <laughs> it's been perfect because I, I come up and I just, and it's not even a good burn. I'll even tell tell you that. I'm, I'm not even coming up with good stuff tonight. It's just like, ask to mouth. And then like, I'm you really have pissed that Skype keeps kip- kicking out though. This is really bugging me. Skype's on my side tonight. No, Skype, Skype sides with my 50 list of sliders. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I quit. <laughs> What else can we say before we spoil? And I don't Did even it, think there's really that much to spoil. We're not gonna. We don't have to say exactly what what happened yeah. at the end. I mean, there's no reason to even get into that. But what else can we say? I'll tell. You, I, I'll look at my notes right now. Here's what I'll say. Fucking okay. I said that already. I was shocked. I like the joke he said about. You know what happens to white kids in jail? That was yeah. fucking. <laughs> that was funny. Pass through the door. Hmm. Pass through the door. What is that? I don't know. Something Your about, notes, Dave. Uh... I know. I know. See, <laughs> Maybe you should. Are, why don't you just go ahead and click delete all right now? <laughs> Do us all a favor. <laughs> pass through the door, comma, idiot. I don't know. what They were trying to pass something through a door? I don't know. Oh, well. Cramps and diarrhea? That was fucking... Who could you imagine saying that? Cramps and fucking diarrhea. <laughs> awesome. Face smoke? That was fucking cool. Oh. That was cool, that man. That was cool. Yeah, that was, followed by that was nasty. That was nasty. Red and yellow. The red and yellow scene was fucking <laughs> great. When you see red and yellow oh. coming down on that shot, awesome. You know what it made me think of? I'm not even going to say the line from this movie, but I'll say the line from another movie from last year when uh, we were watching Fear Inc. when they said they just uh, Barry Mord Bill. Was that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what oh, it made yeah. me think of. <laughs> yeah. Because they even referenced the movie in this. Yeah. The fact that they were the brother and sister team from M. Night's the visit that's the brother and sister that are oh, in this yeah movie. that's right not, I not the main kid but the the kid that's from uh yeah, Garrett, Garrett. horrible terrible no good day and uh the sister that they're both they're both the brother and sister from uh the visit i didn't realize she was i knew he i, I knew he yeah. was because he wow that's interesting so the babysitter is the girl from the visit yeah and the and friend garrett is the her is brother the boy yeah oh fuck i had no clue on either didn't you notice at the end of the movie when he eats the shitty diaper? <laughs> that would have been a cool ending. I would have preferred that fucking ending. <laughs> I just, I have a little issue with the reveal of the character, but given what this character turns out to be, and actually researching more into what this character is, it's possible to to hide this for, for this long, but they kind of just give a few throwaway excuses as to as to the evolution that leads to this. Oh. And I even get the fact that within this movie, it's not even like a full-fledged evolution. It's almost like a, a trial. Man, I'm being cryptic. I got to get the spoilers at this point. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Unless there's something else. I, I just kind of read off, you know, so the the listeners have something to go by that don't want to be spoiled. I just did the best I could. There's a good you hanging know, scene. There's a good fucking hanging scene in this film. And there's... Uh, there's something that's handled where somebody has to orchestrate things and it's done really well, especially involving the apology. I love the way that fucking worked oh, out. I thought that, I thought that was fucking stupid. 
You're nuts. That would have totally you worked. You are nuts. I think to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to go over and... Uh, a jaded yeah, nut. Yeah, yeah. You're a jaded nut. Yeah, some fucking, some fucking snot-nosed punk is going to tell me to write an apology note. Yeah. Well, because the girl's waiting inside. You know how young yeah, guys are. Yeah, he's, I know. He's, he's practicing his lines in the car. He wanted to make sure this was going to work. And, and, and... Yeah, dude. <sighs> Fuck, he's young. Just, it, it felt forced. It felt forced. Oh, okay. I'm just going to tell you, this should be a fucking head exploded. But because of, of the ending, I'm going with the fucking three quarters. <laughs> Half head exploded, I guess, is our official. Mine's That's a full head me. explosion. Nice. Mine's absolutely fucking nothing. Wow. What? An imploded? You're going there for I'm not what? going imploded, but there's fucking no reaction to this. So it's a mild rumble. I, I, it's, it's a mild rumble, and it's an irritating rumble. It's, I, I want to get this wow. film out of my head. I want to get it out of my system, but I'm telling you right now, this is the weirdest fucking review I've ever done because I know that not only did these two guys love it, given the fact that they just gave their ratings, but 99.9% of the people who see this film are going to love it. They are, so I, I'm recommending it, but I don't ever want to watch it again. Holy fuck. Well, okay. Let, let's go on to spoilers. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe you're neutral, so neutral on us. I, I'm neutral because I don't want to, because I can't back up my hate for it other than the fact that this story doesn't appeal to me and it bothers me and I... I hate it. There's nothing bad in terms of the way it was made. I just personally didn't like it. Like everything, when he throws, when he clumsily throws the the cell phone and it goes into the in the water tank. Oh, you're like, was, what, what the clever. fuck? That, that's that so clever. that's so cheesy. Like, okay, yes, there you go. But then they explain why. Yeah, and then so the, good. And so then the, all three of them are there, and then that brick goes through the window. And I'm like, oh wait a second, how are they going to explain this fucking brick? But then the boyfriend. The guy trips over the, the self-launching thing later on so that you realize it's been catapulted through by that homemade gizmo thing that was dragged out into the yeah. backyard to throw the brick through. So like they explain everything because I'm like, that brick, who did the brick now? They're never going to explain this brick and that's going to be, that's going to piss me off and it's going to hinder my enjoyment of the movie. No, they explain the brick. They explain why no one could connect to Wi-Fi, why the phones were all disconnected. They explained pretty much Yes, they do. And the, big reveal, the re big reveal of this film is that um, Luke is a psychopath. He's yes. a full-fledged psychopath. Because, you oh, know what? I, because I was saying to myself, I was saying, I, I always, we tend to use these terms um, interchangeably. You know, he's either a psychopath or a sociopath. But I really, for this film, after watching it, I want to read the difference. And he was straight-up psychopath versus sociopath. Psychopaths are very good at mimicking morals and mimicking human behaviors and this is evidently what he's been doing his entire life i just felt like the setup was kind of a throwaway oh two years ago you killed my hamster clearly i felt like the parents should have been more aware of the type of kid they're raising especially given the whole dialogue that he has with the babysitter when the babysitter says to him i know why uh why she stopped hugging you i thought that was going to come back into play that that she knows what her son is, and she's going to come in at the end and kill her son or something. And that's what I wanted. No, I think she was just being manipulative on him. Knowing she was just being manipulative because she was defeated, and she just wanted to get him one last time before he, because she knew he was going to kill her. And the, the parents, I think they tried to show it without ramming it down Brandon's throat that, it, that they're, not, they're distant. 
a lot of drinking. Yeah. I think he makes they're that joke. Up. They drink a lot. Yeah. They're going out to this party. He's Mr. Yeah. Christmas. They're, they might not. I don't know if it's loveless because they do interact, but they even make a joke about you didn't think we we're going to have sex after this and all this stuff. Yeah, I, I get it. I just I felt like the fact that he's an only child and the fact that they they do seem like loving parents, even though they are kind of quirky. It made them seem like they were more aware. But given the fact that, you know, Luke is a psychopath, there is potential for him to suppress that and hide it and keep it a secret potentially for all of his life. But the fact that Ashley, you know, and Garrett are able to figure it out pretty quickly, you know, well, actually, I shouldn't I shouldn't say that they really had no idea until the reveal. But Garrett kind of knew he kind of knew. I I know what part disturbed you the most when Garrett got shot and then says, I want my mom. And then he blows him away. Oh, that was very disturbing, but it was yeah. also hilarious how he flew the first time he got shot. <laughs> he, like, he flew into the dining room. He did fly. <laughs> I thought I thought Luke had body slammed him. Oh, I, and broke his glasses. There is disturbing. <laughs> there's definitely disturbing elements here, but I thought they played them so it didn't come across so funny games as even though you get a can of paint going right into a guy's head and you get this kill. I thought because of the way they established the characters. And whatnot. I was along for the ride and gave the swerve at the end. I like I said, I icing on the cake for me. I didn't think it was a cheat. I thought, yeah, with the universal sign of what finger am I? If you could see me, what finger am I holding up or whatever? It was a callback to an earlier part of the movie, and I thought it was just a great way. She still has to convince everybody it was all him because all the evidence is still going to point to it being not him, other than her whacked out story. That all this happened. So it's still him versus her when the, all the dust settles. Well, they threw I, in that end line to make you think he's going to go to the hospital anyway. I'm worried fine. about Ashley. Whatever. I mean, I did like the fact, and I I mentioned this earlier, I like the fact that the conversation that Ashley had with Luke about why Luke is sort of damaged because he misses the affection of his mother is ultimately the end result when when the parents come home and discover the massacre. And the mother runs up, and the next scene is her cradling Luke. But at the same time, if this kid's a psychopath, which he is, why is he craving any sort of affection? He wants attention. He does want affection. He never gets good. He says, "My parents are going to be drinking and arguing most of the time." In but, other words, he's not. But used psychopaths to don't don't feel emotion and affection. So it was sort uh, of. I like- don't know. Or or who gives a fuck? He's just. He's just doing it because that's what a normal kid would do when he realizes that. No, he's clearly not a normal kid. He's no. he has to be he has to be a psychopath because he's highly intelligent. He's definitely one of these highly That's intelligent- what I'm saying. He's mask he's putting on a fucking mask. He's putting on a show for his mother because a normal yeah. kid would, so he has to pretend he's normal. Which but, he, at t- but at times I didn't I didn't find his character to be charismatic enough to have pulled this off, especially with Garrett. I thought he was obnoxious and whiny with him. And I'm surprised that he, that it took Garrett so long to really get get turned on on the way Luke was acting. Garrett like, had it, issues of his own. Yeah, yeah, but it just seemed it seemed like they tried to play it down like he really had no issues, and he just it just went too far. But he let it go really far. It's clever. Yeah. It's clever, no doubt. But I just have in, in, some issues with with maybe the characters a little bit, and and analyze them a little bit too deep maybe yeah you are holy fuck because think about it these are kids all right 
usually when you have a best friend in, in a situation like that, one guy, especially at that age, tends to fucking call more of the shots than the other guy. And that was clearly established early on in this film, but they swerved us because she even said, oh, he's a bad influence on my son. They almost made it look like he was doing it. And it's another way. I don't think it was a cheap swerve. I thought it was fucking done with good intent. No, I thought the pencil thing was was cheap because I thought the pencil was going to play a bigger part at the end, the pencil on the door. And ultimately they they use it as a uh, throwaway line for when – when he caught Garrett stealing money and he pretended to sleepwalk. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. The pencil didn't figure in as much. I, you're right. I thought it was going to as well. So I'll give you that. But let me say this about the end. This is my problem. Somebody is shown to be killed. And it wasn't a situation where you see in a movie where someone just gets stabbed quick and then they run away and they come back later. Oh, it wasn't as bad as an injury as we thought. This went on long enough that it was too believable not to be a cheat. There was a stabbing, and they sat there, and they fucking it lingered for thirty seconds. It, it was just a, and then there was more to it. It was a fucking slow kill, where the reaction was death. It wasn't something quick where I think you can do a cheat. That's what it was. It lingered for so long that I'm like, holy fuck. That's why I wrote this. Is this really gonna happen? And I, I think like, it was just a stab, shit. though. It wasn't. I didn't see a slit. It was it was stab in the throat. That's what yeah. I caught. Yeah, well, you could stab admittedly, in the admittedly, they they linger on it enough that yeah. I, I thought the same thing. But then I, I didn't feel cheated at the end. How could I you not feel cheated? The, by well, it? okay, I'll tell you how I did feel a little cheated. So maybe I'll take back what I said and I'll, I'll replace it with this. That she was so tied up that there's no way she could have gotten duct tape onto her neck. Garrett loose. Right. Garrett loosened her up. Ah, uh, true. That's why no, he at got the end shot. she was what. She was wrapped up in the fucking what do you call it? The Christmas tree lights. But Garrett had Garrett had loosened her up. She was pretending. Remember how she pretended in the kitchen earlier? I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So she was pretending there too. She was able to to Thank, move her hands. You to... just helped me with that one too because that was the only thing that was like uh, that's the only thing that kind of. I guess I don't actually care about the like. Yes, Dave, I get you. They lingered on it, and that's what yeah, they were doing. That's the. I say misdirection, but that's what the director wanted. That's their whole intent was they're like to say it's going to go this way, but then they added the icing on the top, which well, I thought it was icing. You obviously did not, and you thought I that- think okay. I I think they lingered on it just to show that the tone of this film is fucking dark. It's gone from comedy to fucking dark, and, and it was dark. And there's and nothing what? funny about this at all. No, yet, but it could have ended dark and fucking. It would be an ending that people five, ten years from now would still be talking about. Now, this is something that we've seen in a million other fucking movies. I That's still, I'm not sure about that. I don't. I, I still feel. I still feel that people will be talking about this. People it, still talk about the fucking strangers because of the way that shit ended. If it well, didn't end that way, nobody would be talking about it. The strangers is the strangers is yes, it's upsetting, but it's to me this almost pulled a funny game. And then it wound up pulling a Strangers in the end. But it didn't. It wasn't a Strangers in the end. That's the it same. was. The strangers had a memorable ending because of the dark fucking ending that way, which you don't see enough. But the Strangers had a, a character alive at the end. And well, I I'm ever watching it again. Don't let me fucking go back because in my mind it ended fucking dark and that, that's why I was happy with it. And I no, haven't watched it. was alive at the end. Oh, that sucks. Fuck that movie. Okay. Yeah. Fuck that Whereas movie. Whereas Funny Games, the last scene is them dumping the final girl into the river with chains around her and she sinks to the bottom and fucking credits roll. And it's like, are you wow. fucking kidding me? You just killed everyone. I'm fucking destroyed. Like I just watched, I watched a real murder. And like, you remember I had, it. 
Oh, hell yeah. I still And I never saw the original version. I saw the version with Naomi Watts. And I still, every time I see Naomi Watts, I love Naomi Watts. I'm, I, all I think about is funny games. There you go. If this movie would have ended that way, it would be much more memorable. Uh, it would be a movie that 10 years from now, people would still be talking about. Oh, it about. would definitely bother me way more. I hear you. Um, I, I hear you, Dave. Now I can you know? be like, she came to and saved it. Sorry, Christian, go ahead. No, no, no. It was a fist pump moment. No, it was a fist pump moment of, like, I loved it. I loved what you're saying. But, yes, the fist pump moment came with the the finger. And I'm like, yeah. I thought it was like a double. You got the the ending that you kind of wanted, and then they gave you the the fuck you ending. They gave (sighs) me the fuck you ending that saved me from having fucking nightmares last night because it's like. It could have worked either way. Dave and I and I think the movie was dark enough that this is just kind of like it was just kind of like a beautiful way to end it to say it's not quite over yet. Yeah, it's a beautiful like moment of karma because here we have a guy a kid, a kid, a 12-year-old kid who has planned everything to a T and every little um sidestep that he has to adjust for, he does it brilliantly because he's obviously a highly intelligent individual and the way yeah. he sets it up is perfect. It makes sense, even though I didn't love the the writing of the note. It just felt a, it felt a little weird, but I can understand it given given what you said, given with Jeremy in the car before he even even approached uh, Lucas. Yeah, but, man. Uh, yeah. But but I appreciate that that karma moment. The the whole mis- the whole the biggest mistake in the end was just one tiny mistake of not making sure she's dead. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. I think it would have been memorable. To end it that way, I think it would have had more of a long-lasting impact. That's all I understand. Like I said, it's a fist-pump moment for some, so I could see it. But for me, because I, you never see it, and because I was 100% fucking sold that, oh, my God, this is going to be the movie I've waited a long time for where it has this kind of ending. Oh, wow. Awesome. <laughs> Especially with the way it started, lightheartedly and fucking the kids running around and shit. Oh, this would be so impactful. And then to have the fucking rug pulled out. See, it's it's so funny because a lot of these disturbing movies that you say you haven't seen have these endings that you want. Yeah, but that goes along with the tone of that film. That's it, it's it's in a movie like that, it's expected. In this a movie too, like this was this, too jarring. This was way too jarring. No, though. the tone that, of the, it was I like perfect. The jarring. This was a perfect ending for a film like this because this was like kind of like that roller coaster. This is it. It, it shifted gears. It played with the the. The happy-go-lucky Christmas vibe, and then all of a sudden you're you're following these kids around, and then uh, it shifts gears again, it shifts gears again, and then it, it's playing with you back and forth, back and forth, and at the very end when you think it's all done, fuck you, and it's still playing with you right to the end. Okay, okay, let me say something. This is the perfect fucking scenario, and it makes sense because it's a Christmas movie. One word, Krampus. The way they ended Krampus. You would not have seen that coming because of like, some of the whimsical Christmas shit that was going on. How would you have felt at the end of Krampus if he came down the stairs and they and he said, oh, my God, I overslept. It was just a dream. And the credits were all happy ending. Isn't it a million times fucking better with the way they ended Krampus? Yeah. Well, Krampus that's, is, is very open for interpretation with, still. It's still open for interpretation. That's fine. Krampus. But the way I interpret it is fucking it's, it's as dark as it can get. And I was like, holy fuck. Bravo. That's yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't know if I take it as dark as you. I think it's dark, but I still think there's hope. W- with this one, I appreciated that it at least came back to the tone of the first twenty minutes, like Christian said. It at least went back to like, hey, fuck you, joke. Whereas if we had okay, twenty minutes comedy horror, fucking an hour of 
depressing fucking psychopathic Henry of a serial killer type shit. And then another five minutes of comedy again at the end. And I'm not hating. No, no. So I'm saying I'm not like, oh, oh, fuck that movie. Terrible. I'm not angry. (laughs) Like I said, it it got dropped half a point. That's all. But it could have been. Hell, it might have gone up a fucking full point if they went with the original ending. Yeah. Uh, the, the ending that I had in mind, that's all. Because I'm looking back, I'm thinking of Krampus, and one of the reasons I love it so much is because of that ending. It stuck with me. And this would have stuck with me more where the ending, like I said, it is a fist pump moment for people, and I could see that. And, and the finger and all that, I I could see that. It's just, for me personally, it would have been more. It would have been a more memorable yeah, I would have held it in higher regard. It would have hit me harder. It, it definitely would have been more memorable. It would have bothered me a lot more. But I, I watched it with my father, and he, he even referenced Krampus afterwards because he wasn't a big fan of this one either, and he, he really loved Krampus. At the very end, the scene you hate is is the scene we were like, oh, thank God they put that in there. <laughs> like, we needed that. Weren't you expecting it, though, at that point? Because you see uh, it so many times. I- I was hoping for it. I was hoping for it. I actually wasn't expecting it because of the way that scene was shot. I didn't feel like it was a cheat that they put it in there, but the way the scene was shot, you're right. It lingered, and it was dark and and ugly, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is not going to have any sort of happy ending. And then they do it. I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God. It's almost like a relief for me. I got to be honest. I didn't know who – like, it just sounds stupid – but you didn't know who they, survived? Yeah, well, they said, we got a survivor. Because I'm like, well, they showed her. I knew it stabbed. right away. Well, I mean, it, was, it only makes hoping. sense. It only makes sense that it was her. But they sh- dwelled on that, like you were saying, for so yeah, long on the, on, on the stab that I'm like, well, it can't be Bucket Face. And the other guy got shattered. The other guy. Guns and Roses. Like everybody else, <laughs> by process of elimination. As soon as they said it, see, my fucking heart yeah. sunk. As soon as I heard, we got a survivor, I was like, I, I probably felt as bad as the fucking character in the movie. I was like, no. <laughs> You're like, I got to get to the hospital and visit her. <laughs> Dave was going to go kill her. <laughs> I, I really deflated me. It, it was like, oh, fuck. Well-made movie, though. Too. Well-made movie. Yeah, Not yeah. My kind of movie. I mean, I, I was expecting one thing. Somebody compared it to The Babysitter, and this is better. I was expecting a fun relaxing, laid-back Christmas movie, and I got something that was like a gut punch to my fucking soul, and I was just like, I don't want this. It, how could it be with the ending? That's not a gut punch to the Well, soul. no, the ending is like when I was like, ah, I'm alive. <laughs> and so is she. Yep. There's one thing I want to say, something that wasn't typical that I thought was cool. Usually, almost every time you see a scene like this, it ends the same way. He hits the fucking guy with the bat, Riki. And that was funny with the fucking piss. <laughs> Riki. He hits the guy with the bat, right? And then it gets fucking pushed out the window. It's reversed. And then he comes back again. And you think, how many times have you seen this in a film? Boom. The second fucking hit will put him down. But no, he stops the fucking just, bat with his yeah. hand. I like that because, again, it's a kid. it does not happen. Well, yeah, it makes sense, and it typically doesn't happen in a horror movie. Usually that happens. How many times have we seen this? And then the second hit, okay, then he goes down. I was expecting him to go down and be tied up next. But no, it didn't play out that way. That's what I like. That's what it is about me. I like things out of the ordinary. When I don't see it coming and I get swerved. Okay, and I think this movie did that perfectly, and I think that's the whole playful nature of the movie. They kept swerving you because they shift the gear from it. It's not a typical home invasion movie. This is really what it's about, and then yeah. this is now going to happen. Then they introduce the boyfriend. They keep upping the ante and keep playing around with it that at the end, the whole ending is 
you thought it was over, and it was going to end. No, we got one more trick. Boom, another swerve. Yeah. I the also end. think that that bat scene, though, I also think that's a perfect opportunity for Garrett to be like, because he's already at this point starting to question, this is going a little too far, this is going a little too far. And he's the reason why the movie continues, because he comes up with a shotgun. At this point is when his realization, based on the way they presented his character, should have been like, you know what, this is going too far, Luke, we're, we're done here. Not knowing what Luke's full intentions are. Yeah, but, but dude, I think you're missing something. I think you're going strictly by emotion and you're not thinking about the stuff that fucking that Luke is saying to him. He's giving him every reason to not report. He's like, if you do this, you're going down too. He puts that fucking fear in him every chance he gets. He plays it smartly and it's a kid and one kid is clearly more intelligent than the other and it just works. That's how I feel it works. Uh, yeah, you're going I, by I, emotion I, only. You're not I, going I, by I guess I can justify it, but you know, two seconds earlier, he's like, this has gone on long enough. So it's like... Right. Yeah, he is feeding him the dialogue that needs to be fed to him in order to justify it. Yeah, it's not. And cheap. I, I can't, I can't complain that it's a cheat, but I just feel like here's an opportunity. But they did what they're supposed to do. They want you to feel that way. It's an emotional fucking row, and you, you identify with, with, with uh, what's his name? You know, that that kid. <laughs> what's his name? Not Luke. Garrett. 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 You identify with Garrett, and I can see that, and that's what they're intending you to do. I so, identify with Putty. <laughs> Buddy's great, man. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. I'll go. I, I give it an eight, eight out of ten. It was gonna be an eight, eight and a half in, in fucking great, great territory. But I said I, I docked it to half a point for you know that little swerve. But eight out of ten, that's that's a good rating. I'll. Uh, I, I mean, I'm a nine out of ten. You know, I really think that this conversation, because I, I was going to be open to my rating. I had an idea of where I was, but I was going to be open to the things said. And, and like I even said, that I can't almost justify why I things about this movie that are bad, because it's not really such a bad movie so much as it's just not a movie that appeals to me. So from a technical standpoint, from a performance standpoint, even though I did find some things a little annoying, it's a really well-made film. But it, it, it's not for me. But I recognize that it's a well-made film, but I still can't come in that high. I I can only give it a 6 out of 10. And that, and that's actually, I, I've come up. I've actually come up a full point because I was, initially I was like, you know what, this is a 5 out of 10. I'm indifferent. I saw it. I don't want to rewatch it. But it, it deserves more merit than that because th there is some smart things going on here, you know. But like I said, like Dave even said, I, I, I don't know. With these types of movies, I ride high in emotion and the emotion gets to me. I don't. I don't fucking care if things make sense. I. I don't want it to go this way, and it bothered me. But if that could work the other way too, we. I mean. Yeah, I, and it and it did at the end. With, yeah. You know, with with the famous you know last scene with the middle finger. But so six out of ten. But I. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be eights and above. I really do. I feel like this is going to be a lot on a lot of top ten lists this year. I'll tell you what. If it would have gone the way, uh, as I'm talking about it tonight, thinking about fucking how cool. It could have been if I got the ending I want, I probably would have given it a nine because I'm yeah. thinking back about how rare that ending is and how excited I was at the time to see something like that, you know, but it, whatever. It, I mean, it's so great. It's so crazy. Because that's the great thing about this genre is like, mm -hmm. a, like the complete opposite. If the movie yeah. had gotten the complete opposite for me, I would have given this a nine out of 10. Whereas if it went the complete opposite the other way, you would have given it a nine out of 10 or something. Like, it, but that's that's the great thing about these films. But there's still a lot of positives there. Oh, for sure. I mean, 
You know what's weird? Christmas horror movies and the endings being huge. I'm sitting here thinking about it. Krampus, Black Christmas, this movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night. They're they're all fucking impactful endings that could make or break the film for you. Yeah. You know, and that's something about – and speaking of Christmas movies, this year we've talked about one, two, three with Red Christmas, okay? And the other one that you mentioned, Follow, which I'm not sure if it counts for the year or not or how that's going to work, but that's neither here nor there. But yes, then let Krampus the year before – and. It seems like there's a and Christmas horror story, which we reviewed last year and the year before. It seems like there is a big, big resurgence in Christmas horror now. Like, yeah, yeah. In the '90s, was there fucking any? And like in the early 2000s, it was big in the '80s. Then it kind of vanished for the '90s and the early 2000s, for the most part. Maybe I'm missing something obvious that came out, but isn't it crazy how once again back to the argument that we're in a peak time in the 2010s plus? Christmas horror is fucking big again. And I love that. Well, that's, yeah, you said absolutely. it right when we came back on to record this. And I think you were just coming on, you're asking if we were recording. And Brendan and I were just saying, I, I thought you were hooked up already. And we were saying how Christmas horror has made a comeback. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I know, it's, it's crazy. It just Damn. seems like more people are into it. Like there was that Good Tidings movie that came out last year, all through the house yeah. as well. Yep. Obviously the ones we were talking about today. The Elf, God forbid anybody wants Ugh. to see that movie. There's always going to be a shitty one, and it was like five shitty Krampus ones. Sure, but the point is, the Christmas horror is back, and there's been some good memorable ones that we haven't been able to say for a long time. It's just further proof that we're in a peak time, despite what the jaded one says. But we're going to get more into that on the next show, and why I say he's jaded. And we talked about it before we started recording tonight, and maybe I broke through a little bit. I don't know, but we'll talk about it more next episode. So... <laughs> I'm an enigma. What can I say? <laughs> That's okay, man. It keeps the show interesting. You know? Before we go, let me throw the iTunes thing out there because I haven't been saying in a while and we really not, have not gotten uh, too many. We've been. It's funny. Stuck. 22 Shots just mentioned this on their show. That yeah, they, I heard that. that. Yeah, yeah, same thing. It's been stagnant. It was big yeah. for a while and then all of a sudden. Yeah, it was like boom, 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 boom. And then. Yeah. Boom, we peaked. And, <laughs> right, and we're putting out these big shows now. Hopefully people are listening. Hopefully we're breaking through. Just take a minute out of your time and go on there. Uh, how about this? Go on there and rate us five stars. And if you really want to get involved in, in the, the contest that we have and the drawings, then type us something. I don't care if it's something that's three three words long, right? These I, guys rule. Boom, can I that's add to it. that? Add, add away. If you do, anybody who's given us a review and Patreon supporters – Giveaway on the year-end show, autographed Devil's Candy poster that I got signed specifically to a headache. Not oh, a yes. particular headache, but, but I got him to make it out to, <laughs> to a headache. 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 Oh, headache. My favorite Head headache. <laughs> yeah, I think that. I'm not even sure what it says. I haven't looked at it. Hopefully, it says headache. Nice. But uh, yeah, Devil's Candy poster giveaway on the last show, so that'll be uh, incentive to get on there and just give a little review. Yeah, man, give a little. Come on, a little something. You know, just get on there, say something. It's Hopefully Christmas it's time. <laughs> That's right, it's Christmas time. Throw, throw the head some shit. Throw us some, yeah. the head some bones. We you take know? money. We take reviews. We take, I need a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Apparently Christian up. takes nine inches. Yeah. <laughs> I was never oh. good at math. <laughs> <laughs> Neither is Brandon. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> Don't uh, look at me. Oh fuck. 
Okay. Well, yeah. I guess that's all. I guess uh, we can get the hell out of here. So, so happy Merry Hanukkah. Christmas and Merry happy Christmas. holidays, everyone. Yep. Yes, yes. Happy holidays to everybody. Enjoy yourselves. Hope you'll watch these movies. We'll see you next episode for the big year-end top 17 of 2017. Thank you all. We love you. Got to all else? a good night.